Hello everybody, how's it going and welcome back to the As Always podcast. This is episode 164. I'm one of your host, James, and I'm joined as always by Tyler. As always, how's it going, my friend? Pretty good, I'm alright. How are you? You alright, yeah. I'm, mate, I'm, I'm doing fine. That's I'm good. Doing fine. I, I mean, I feel like we probably should address it at the top of the show that you've been awake for 24 hours at yeah, this point. Yeah, give or take, around about. Uh, yeah, well, I was still, like, I was finishing up at work for, like, four in the afternoon. And I was, like, the end of my work day. And I get a text from you going, hey, can we record the podcast earlier? I'm still awake. And I'm like, um, I mean, no. <laughs> because <laughs> my whole day schedule is around this is the time we're recording. Uh-huh. And... <clears throat> and be, so you've just stayed up somehow. I was I sure have, you were going to yeah. go to sleep. I was so sure you were going to go to sleep. At a point, I was too. But then I just like decided, nah, um, I, I won't. Cause, because if I went to sleep and then I got up again, I'd yeah. feel like complete shit. I was like, I'm just going to stay up. Yeah. I can make it. And it was I a smart it. move. It was. It was a smart move. It was a smart move. Um, Why were you up? I know why you're up, but why don't you tell everyone why you were up? Oh, Why you been up for twenty well, I Well, I couldn't sleep, and it was like about three o'clock in the morning, and I was like, you know what? Instead of laying here, I'm going to get up, going to be productive. So I got to work on the script for my Obi-Wan Kenobi video, um, and boy, did those seven and a half hours pass very quickly. Um, yep. But I got a lot Now, of what did you done. do? Did you just write, or did you watch the whole series again? I watched the whole series again. Okay. And wrote. So I was I was yeah. watching the whole series, I was jotting down all of my notes, and then I organized those notes, and then I wrote up, uh, like, I think I've got, like, nine pages of the script so far. Yeah. That's yeah. where okay. I'm at. And That's I'm a lot of work. I am, I am losing my fucking mind. I am. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel deranged, yeah. but... Yeah, uh, well, I mean, my purpose today is to push you over the edge that's essentially <laughs> well, if there was any my like, goal. like state i needed to be in for that to be easily achievable i feel like i'm i'm in that state you know when when i found out why you're awake and i'm like oh boy this is gonna be oh so yeah, easy for it's me been, today it's, yeah um, i did pick oh, so yeah, much an odd time me. to decide to do to do this um yes so people might realize from the title that today we're gonna do well we did a bit of a civil war segment last year Sort of doing it again. It'll be a bit different today, but sort of doing it again today. And it's Obi-Wan, is it good or is it bad? Um, I think it's a lot more complicated than that simple statement, is it good or is it bad? Um, But that will be a debate going today. James is on the Uh side of... We'll just say, for argument's sake, until we get into it, Mm -hmm. you're on the side of bad, right? Obviously more complicated, but you're on the side of bad. I am, yes, yes. I'm on the... Also more complicated, but I'm on the side of it's good, right? Yeah. Also more complicated. Now here, you know what? We're gonna leave that because I have a bone to pick <laughs> and it pissed me off. But we're gonna talk about that when we get to that segment of the podcast. But before yes. we get into any segment of the podcast, we've got to thank the great people over at patreon.com forward slash as always for making this show happen. So thank you to those people. And if you like what you listen to or seeing here and you want to see or hear more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. If it's just as little as one dollar a month, you get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet, the Clubhouse Podcast. It's the people's podcast, powered by you, the people. All the characters, all the topics, everything. 
everything we talk about is given to us by you. So go check it out. There's over 130 episodes for you to stream right now for as little as a dollar. That's Plus a other cool bonuses, perks, rewards, including being a producer and getting your name read at the beginning of every single podcast. You are the people that make this happen. So thank you so much to our producers. We have Ollie, the superior Ollie, Baron King, Damien, the not-so-orange gnome, Ferentino, Flash Paradox, King Richard III, Albrecht, Ryan Hafer, Viridian, and Ballsack47. Thank you, sweet vintage lads, for helping power this podcast. Um, we've got some, we've had some good news today, James, and I want to get started with the good news story. We have, have we? Yeah, yeah, the good news story in okay. the, in the world of film, in the world of what I'd call cinema. Right. Um, maybe the greatest film of all time. Uh, just passed a billion dollars worldwide at the box office. That's Top Gun Maverick. Holy shit! A billion dollars. A, a billion dollars. Yeah, dude. That's incredible. It's huge. It's the highest grossing movie of, of the year. That's amazing. It'd be, it'd be Batman and Doctor Strange, dude. That's fantastic. That's some justice right there. That's ju- that I is love that. that is Tom Cruise has single handedly saved movie theaters. He's I would say it. he's done it. He's he's done it. So I just want to give yeah, a fucking round of applause, round of applause to, Wonderful. to um to Tom Cruise and to Top Gun Maverick. A w- incredible film. If you still haven't seen it, go see it. I plan on seeing it again on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been dying to watch it a second time. I just haven't had the chance. And there's been a lot of great movies out. I really want to see Elvis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with Austin, sorry, Austin Butler and, and Tom Hanks. That looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love a good biopic and I'm a I'm a fan of Elvis. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm interested to see that movie. Have you seen the trailers for that at all? I have. They're always in this in the cinemas when you're when you're there. I have considered yeah. going to say it. it looks interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to see a lot more like a films, film. just like in general at it's the good. cinema that aren't yeah. Marvel and Star Wars. Yes. Because it's, yeah. there's something special about it. It's nice. I enjoy it. Oh, for sure. I I, I go to the movies. Every single week, and this year I've probably gone every week in the end towards the end of last year. So me and um, one of my best mates, Dave, and, and his um, wife, they, the three of us, like we have like a fucking movie club chat. And we'll just go to the movie because they live like five mm-hmm. minutes down the road from me. So it's like a great way to break up the week. Wednesday or Thursday, like midweek, we'll be like, oh, let's just go grab some food, go to the movies, and so we've just been seeing everything that's out. Um, it's some great movies, man that have been out this year. Like, mm-hmm. especially during the Oscar period, there were some really good ones we saw. Shout out to Nightmare Alley was a, was great. Uh, Belfast was fucking incredible. I think I talked about both those movies earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, I've oh, watched yeah, that twice was great. now. That was very good. That is phenomenal. That was a real experience. Um, so if you haven't seen that, go check that out. I, the one I haven't seen, but I want to see is The Northman. Um, I just oh, whatever yeah, the week... I think Dave and I were going to go see the Northman, but the times didn't work out, and we saw accidentally everything everywhere all at once, and we're like, that was the greatest movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I think that was okay. Um, yeah. And then Top Gun, and then what? Did something else come out after Top Gun? I feel like I went to the movies after Top Gun and saw um, something. But it wasn't as good. Well, nothing could have been. Um, <laughs> no, nothing could have I can't remember been, what it was. Like... I haven't seen the Jurassic World one. <clears throat> Oh yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna get dragged to that it, with well, I've like so we try to the three of us try to like alternate movies, and it's right. unfair for Georgia because fucking Dave and I always like two guys. We're like, well, we want to see fucking this or that. Like, mm-hmm. so we went and saw the oh, I went and watched the 
Harry Potter one? What was the, the oh, Fantastic Beast one? And I haven't seen the first two. Oh, so God. I went and saw the third one and dude, it was fucking awful. Yeah. Um, those movies but, suck so much. But Georgia Georgia loves, 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 loves <laughs> Harry Potter. She's English. She grew up in England, like loves Harry Potter. Yeah. And I'm like, we you've seen plenty of movies you didn't want to see for us. I'm happy to go see it. No problem at all. Um, yeah. And then also, she was like, oh, what do you guys think? And I was like, oh, yeah, it was fine. You know, I'm just, you know, you just be fucking, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Tyler, about it. You know what I mean? Like, let people enjoy their shit um, yeah. and and leave it alone. You know what I mean? Not everyone has to be fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah, was, you know. Um, but it, it wasn't was great. Fine. Dude, Ezra Miller's in it, and oh, he was the goodness. worst actor I've ever seen in a movie. It was yeah. abysmal. Wow. One of his lines, I tried, I tried not to laugh out loud at one of his lines at the end of the movie. He, he just goes like, so spoilers for this, a fucking abortion of a movie. We can't really say that word these days. Um, so, <laughs> that's a, that's a touchy subject. You can't <laughs> that's touch- a touchy subject this week. Uh, we can't talk about that. That was not a good placement of that, but there you go. No, no, there wasn't a good placement <laughs> of that. Um, shout out to America. Um, uh, oh. Yeah, but at the end... Ezra Miller's character, I don't really know who he is. He's he's no, neither a bad I. guy. He's a bad guy. He is a bad guy, and he, yeah. And his dad is related somehow to Dumbledore, but it's not Dumbledore, so I forget how. And then he sort of finds out who his dad is, and they sort of reconnect at the end of the movie. And Ezra Miller's like, literally this brooding, doesn't say shit, the whole movie's terrible. It's just embarrassing. And then at the end, he's got like one fake tear and he's like, did you ever think of me, dad? <laughs> like at the end, and I just started laughing. I was like, you're fucking awful oh, at acting. Um, yeah. The movie was really bad. Those Fantastic um, Beast movies are atrocious. Well, I don't like Harry Potter at the best of times. I do, like, and I think I, they're I, terrible. I, I, if you sat me down and made me watch, like, a Harry Potter movie, I'd be fine with it. Like, I'm not, I don't think they're, like, I don't hate them or anything. I could mm. watch them. But that was, that was tough. That one was really tough. That yeah. was the worst of, yeah, yeah that was, I I'd rather watch any Harry, Harry Potter movie before that, especially having not seen the first two. So Georgia was definitely like explaining yeah. it to me, but there's, look, <laughs> like we're post COVID and there's, yeah. Th- yeah, like, like there is, like, I'm like, who's this and that. So sort of, made, I sort of knew what was going on enough to sort of uh, understand the story. That's um, the, but I like post COVID era now, the, Movies just being back at the cinemas. There's just a lot of great movies. So don't just go see your fucking Marvel movies. There's so many great films coming out at the moment. And I just, I'm trying to get there every week. I'm trying to get there every week to see everything, support everything. Uh, My favorite hobby, my favorite pastime, favorite activity is to go to the cinemas. And I don't want that to fucking die off because of yeah. streaming and shit. I really want to support every movie I can. Mm. Um, and, you know, sometimes you see some bad movies. But honestly... Uh, there's been some really great ones and I've missed some great ones. I feel like, cause there's actually that many movies to see mm-hmm. coming out. How, what's, is there any big surprise movies you've seen recently that, um, you um, want to, you want to mention? Oh, I did, uh, go to see a movie that was, I don't really know. It It's a very small movie cause it's a movie that, uh, Luke was in. I mate Luke, if people don't know. Oh, yeah, about. what was that? Um, it was called The Road Dance, which is like a movie based on oh. a novel, I believe. Um, 
and it was shout out to Luke who was also in the last later season of the Last Kingdom. It was he fantastic was in indeed, that. yeah. Um, he had a, a a pretty good role in the film. Uh, he wasn't like a lead, but he was like he had he had some really like some really good scenes, and he did a really good job. Um, it yeah. was just like it was just like a really good film. Like I enjoyed it. It wasn't like perfect in every area of the story or anything, but like it was. It, all the characters were really good. It was a well realized story. The performances were really nice. The camera work was really good, and it was just like a really good film. Um, this is it. I wonder if this is out near me. This looks <clears throat> uh, like I'm looking at just some some still images, but it looks like a very like it's a legit film. You know what I mean? Like this isn't mm. uh, you know it's just some independent. This looks like a very well produced piece of work. It was a very well put together film. Yeah, you, you it it was like you could tell it was. I mean. You couldn't tell it was low budget in terms of, like, the quality, but just, like, obviously, like, it was filmed in... The whole thing is set in, like, one village. But, like, that's, like, what makes the story so compelling. Um, and so I think, like, it, it, you know, when you get those films that they know they're low budget, so they, they play into that, and they're like, how can we make... How can we help this, you know, work for the narrative and stuff? And obviously having, having it based on a novel as well. Um, so it was oh, just, like, I a found really a high-res image of Luke, Luke from the film. I'll send it to Josh so he can put it up on screen. Nice. Um, but oh yeah, he's in a little blazer outfit. Yeah, it was it was great. It was <laughs> Talking really to good. some old pedo looking guys. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was yeah, wow. it was it was the, a solid the road film. dance. I have no idea how anybody can watch it. Um, well, I'll have a look r- right now but, and find out. But um, it's got a solid can, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb score. Like that's legit. Good release date was twentieth of May, twenty twenty two. Says this is twenty twenty one drama. I think because it was it Wikipedia. was made and like it went to like a film festival and then oh like, it, it went through the festival and... sort of yeah yeah and yeah. then it gets released cinemas after yeah it makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, a young girl yeah. lives in the outer uh, her brides in a small village in the years just before World War One, isolated and hard by the shore. Her life takes a dramatic change when a terribly tragic tra- terrible tragedy befalls her. That's the. Um, mm-hmm. That's a little synopsis of the film. Um, Richie Adams directed it, um, and he's directed movies that I also don't know. I, have, I don't know any of those <laughs> movies. Inventing Adam of Mind and Music. Um, but I'll, there's, surely there's a way to watch this. Or I've tried just... to like find, but like I have no clue. I'd have to ask Luke, see if he like knows if there's like, you know, or if it's going to be lost to time forever. And you can't have a I mean, I'm sure it'll eventually, once it's out of cinemas, be available. Um, You'd think so. You'd think so. But I can't find anything online about, like, how they're distributing it. So I don't really know. Yeah. Um, The Road Dance, Edinburgh International Film Festival. I think, watch, want to watch this film online? This film will be available on Filmhouse at Home for 72 hours after the first public screening. Um, What is Filmhouse Home? It might be, um, I don't know. Uh, some sort of subscription service i mean check your local cinema if it's if it's showing it go support um go support luke i'm having a look it's not at mine shockingly um yeah Yeah. it's uh (laughs) i mean i feel like it might be a uk it could be it could be a uk thing it could have been a like a timed release i don't really know but um yeah yeah, if there's any way you can watch it, if you can figure it out, give it a watch. It's a great film. Um, 
and I think it was yeah it was it was good and I think it was really because like that's what like obviously Luke being in it like got me to go and see it because he sent me a message telling me about it and I was like all right I'll go and give it a watch and like seeing it I was like man I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of films that are like oh, proper dude. films yeah dude and I was yeah, like I, I need to I need to put the effort keep going in, the I movies think, because yeah. I really love films and I don't watch nearly enough. I remember, I think I talked about this on the podcast, like last mm-hmm. year I was going a lot and there still wasn't a lot of big movies out yet. And I just saw, they were just showing movies that never got released at cinemas that were film festival movies. that were probably mm-hmm. like 2020, 2019 movies, mm-hmm. but they were releasing them in my local cinema and doing like one, like I remember one Sunday I went and saw like two of them and they're like super artsy, like really different sorts of movies I would never watch otherwise, but they were great. Like they're nothing mm-hmm. to like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever had to see it. But I'm like, it's just nice to see something different. It was very yeah. different to anything you're going to watch any, in any other way. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's a few movies out there right now like that. Um, but I... Of the bigger movies, like right now, Elvis is out. There's a Minions fucking movie. Like, I've never <laughs> seen a Minions movie in it my is. life. It is. It's a don't know anything. I don't know story. anything. I don't know anything about Minions. I've never seen a single one. <laughs> um, Imagine if you knew everything about Minions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. One day, um, when I, you know, you got to do with children, and they would like that shit. So, oh, minions won't be won't be relevant anymore by then. Well, I hope. I certainly hope not. I certainly hope. Oh, you don't know that. You don't know. Minions has been a thing for like a decade. They might be sticking around, actually. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I feel like it's been more than a decade. I feel like it's been like fifteen years. Oh God, really? I don't know. Uh, maybe it has. the first Minions? Is it called Minions? Is what's, Or Despicable Me? Despicable Me was, was the first yeah movie with the Minions in. That was 2010. Oh my god, yeah, it was over a decade. Yes, yeah, tw- 12 years, bro. 12 years. <laughs> I thought it had been minions. a while. Oh, um, Jesus, that's a long time. Light Years Out with Chris Evans. Oh, it is, The yeah. Buzz Lightyear origin story. The only reason I'd consider seeing it is Chris Evans, but I don't really want to see it. Yeah. Like, if there's nothing else, I'd watch it. But uh, I, yeah. I, I thought I'm, about I'd watch it. it over Jurassic World Dominion, I dude. Get would, the yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, no. Looks awful. Yeah. No. I'm all set. Were you a Jurassic Park guy? I like the original. Like, I like the yeah. first Jurassic the Park The first movie. one is a fucking brilliant film. The rest, okay. they've never made a good one since. See, I don't mind... I, I haven't seen them in a long, long time, so it's probably nostalgia, but I don't mind two and three. Mm-hmm. I remember liking them, but, like, one's the Two best is stronger than three, I think, from memory. Is it? Okay. But, and yeah. three, I think three is a real disaster, to be fair. Is it? Okay. But the yeah. first one is so good, like, yeah. just really good. Yeah. I saw the first Jurassic World, and I didn't don't, couldn't tell you one thing that happened in it. I have not seen that. Yeah, and then I'm not going to see the others. But they tried to. I love that they tried to bring back like Jeff Goldblum and all that. I do like that, you know. I mean, I like it, it but but <laughs> but I'm not as nostalgic for Jurassic Park as other things such as Top Gun, Obi Wan, Spider Man. You know, No Way Home and that stuff. I feel like that's a bit more like for Two me. Of those things are not the same <laughs> as the other. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's fine uh that's your opinion um it's, i don't know i would say that might be objective fact but you know would you call it objective fact okay that's just okay. you know um speculation <laughs> that's just yeah all, all um all speculation uh watch the road dance on netflix today hang on a second what is this netflix that is not actually netflix 
<laughs> Netflixmovies.com. Oh, that's uh, my favorite. I clicked on a, dude, my I'm like, that's not service. actually Netflix. Uh, that's a that. um, watch on NordVPN. <laughs> oh, amazing! I it, that's my favorite thing. Someone has decided. Well, what do we name our? I website? think it's no. I think it's on net. I think it's on Netflix. I just don't think it's on Netflix in Australia. Interesting. Maybe the UK. Maybe I could check. Yeah. I have Netflix in the UK because I because I, I want people to see the movie. Obviously, we want to support Luke, and it looks like a um, <clears throat> uh, winner of best feature at Manchester International Film Festival. Um, I think Edinburgh Film Festival as well. So that's a, that's a huge props, huge props. Yeah. Um, should we watch the trailer? We could do. And then um, Josh can t- dub it in. I feel like... D- dub it in? Dub it in. I don't know. That's not the right well, word, is yeah, it? No. It's just edit it in. Yeah, edit it, edit in, it in. Not well, dub it in. Well, if, if Josh could also that. dub it because... Like, yeah, it, yeah it, it, we get copyright com- every time. Yeah. It's true. So maybe we shouldn't watch it. Maybe we shouldn't watch it. Maybe we every, shouldn't watch it. Okay. Every time we watch a trailer on here, we get done in for it. We I do. I don't know if there's any way around it. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so at all. Um, you. Oh, so okay. There's another bit of news here. Another okay. bit of news. I don't know if there's any gaming news because I don't know anything about video games anymore. Oh, I'm, I don't reti- know, I'm a retired gamer. I'm a long retired gamer. Um, <laughs> Were you just at the start of this year playing through a bunch of games and having a good time? I know, but then I just woke up one day. I was like. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. I feel like I played... What was I, pl- I was playing a bunch, right? And then I played Forbidden West, which was unbelievable. 10 out of 10 game. And I think I just got obsessed with other things. Like, I, well, the, the truth is, like, the majority of what I do with my time outside of work is train. I've got a half marathon event down the Gold Coast on Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, that I'm super pumped for. I had a triathlon only a few weeks ago. I'm just competing as much. I just want to compete. I train all the time. I train five, six days a week, multiple times a day, some days. And I just want to be competing all the time as much as I can. And that's, I just had wrestling class right after work today. I got Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu tomorrow. Like I, every day I'm, I'm at the gym training and then on weekends I do big runs. And if it's triathlon season, swimming, riding. And I just, all I do is watch sport outside of that. I'm just obsessed with sport, obsessed with training. I just it's what I love. And I've always lo- I've always been a sports guy, but I've also loved games. And with only so much time, it's like what would I rather be doing? It's like I would rather watch sport and train any day more than anything else. And that's not just a a a, a thing on like games and stuff. It's just that's my, where my my priorities lie. What do I want and what I put value in for myself, my mental health and how much it's helped me there and for how good I feel about myself at the moment. Like, I'm in a great place. I'm in the best shape of my life physically. I'm mentally feeling really good. And it's a big reason because I've been training so hard and looking after my body and just enjoying that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's when I went deep into my (laughs) training camp for this triathlon. I think that's when games just totally out. I just didn't have time anymore. And then I was sense. like, well, I had to toss up. I was like, well, what do I want? What do I rather be doing? And I'm like, I, like, I, I love games. I love them. 
you know, like I, I joke and like I hate games. I love games. I fucking love them. Horizon Forbidden West was incredible. God of War is going to be amazing, but like with my time, I've just got to decide what do I want more, and I want this more than that, and that's that's really all it comes down to. Yeah, that's really all it comes down to for me. Yeah. Um, and well, I'd rather, and for me, movies and TV shows are just easier to consume. So I feel like I can keep up better with that, and I enjoy those as much as I enjoy games. So there's no, I think, and I enjoy them more only for the sense of it's it, especially movies. It's like a event with my friends I can share once a week and go to the movies. So that's easy to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's part of it too. Yeah, that makes sense. But um. Uh, so as I was saying, I don't know if there's any. Well, there was Final Fantasy 16. There was um, a, the big reveal for that, and Final Fantasy was, 7 did, Rebirth yeah, Part Two yeah, and all that. Yeah, so, part two of the how are you feeling about Final Fantasy 16? 16 looks great. Big fan. Yep. Uh, yep. Looks cool. I think it's gonna be a bit of a bit of a callback to the old old ones, which is nice. They're sort of going a bit uh, like you know classic with it, which is quite cool. Um, other than that, I just don't think we know enough about it. But it just—it looks cool. It's got good music. It's got good good people behind it. That's like the main thing, is that the the team behind it are a, are a good team. They 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 know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I think all things point to it being a really solid game. And I'm looking forward to it. Doesn't is Nomura because Nomura's working on fucking Kingdom Hearts four. He is. This fucking Kingdom Hearts apps seven Rebirth. I assume is he involved in sixteen as well? Like he what's is, is he just doing not, everything? He's not involved in sixteen. Okay. No. Um, okay. He's just doing the, all of the stuff with Seven and then Kingdom Hearts. Um, okay. And whatever other little side projects he has. I'm sure he has other stuff. Had, seven Rebirth. Like, I'll play that. Like, I'm, I hope. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I'd like to you think. You said I'd it like and then you think. were like, ah, maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, I want to play it, but whether I will be able to is what I mean. Like, I want to play God of War Ragnarok. Will I be able to is the question. Of course you'll be able to. I don't know if I'll be. Just able to. throw it on your PS Five. You'll be alright. I can't promise that. But when, like you, I don't yeah, I don't know. What like with what time of the day? Yeah, I'm up early. I go to work. I go to training. I went to shops. I cook dinner, and right after that, I'm. Rec- and it's now nine o'clock at night. By the time that's done, and I actually had to finish work, but from home before I jumped on the podcast with you, and that's an eighteen-hour day by the time I'm done with this podcast. And there wasn't a moment to to play a video game. And that's, that's Monday to Friday. That's Monday to Friday. And then if I do get a chance, like a, a Wednesday night, I'm probably going to take this Wednesday off training. But I want to hang out with my mates. That's sort of like, that breaks up the week for me better. Because if I'm just, I'm mm. still playing games, I'm just sort of like, oh, I just feel like another day and i got to go to work tomorrow. When is it for like, if I plan something, I'm like, oh, go have dinner with a friend go to the movies or do something else or whatever i'm like that's like something to be excited about for me right. through to break up the work week and then when the weekend comes you know you get busy and i don't want to i hate sitting at home i just hate fucking sitting at home so i don't want to do it i just want to get out of the house hmm. well that's i can't yeah. help you i can't help you i know i know but i'm just <laughs> i feel like i have to justify my life you know what I mean? I'm like, why don't you have time to play games? I'm like, I don't. It's not even do I necessarily have time, but with the time I have, it's just probably not the priority. Yeah, sure. Well, everyone has. I would love to play God of War. So it's you know, yeah. a lo- everyone has not the time to fit in something, but it's not necessarily because they don't have yeah. the time. It's because their priorities are for something else, and that's you just have to manage that. You can't 
force yourself to do something you don't want to do just to do it when you'd rather be doing something It's like else. when people come up to you and they'll be like, oh, have you seen this show on Netflix? And I'm like, oh, what is it? And they'll be like, oh, it's fucking Ozark, for example. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I haven't seen it. And they'll go, you have to watch it. It's so good. I'm like, ah, I'll never watch it. Yeah. And they're like, why? It's really good. I'm like, I'm sure it is really good. But do you know how many shows there are? <laughs> it's just not one I'm going to see. Yeah. You know, there's too yeah. many. No one can watch every show. Recommendations there's rarely too... work on yeah. me because I'm like, I they already used have to work everything. Like, I already know what stuff I want to watch. I have, I have such a big backlog of games, movies, TV shows, stuff that I want to do that, like, I it don't have time lot. to just take your recommendation and push it to the top of my list. I just don't have time. Yes. I've got so many other things I'd rather do. And, like, it comes around to it. I'm Dude, like, there's, I... something, there's something new to watch. I could watch this random show someone recommended or something that I've been waiting to watch for a while. It's like... You know, it's an easy decision. So it's easy to recommend movies because it's a shorter commitment. True. Shows is huge. If I, because if I said to you, I'm like, dude, you have to see Top Gun. You have to see Top Gun, dude. I'm telling you, I know you haven't seen the first one, but you have to see Top Gun. Yeah, it's an easy. It's That's a, not yeah. as big of a commitment. And I, how often do I go that hard about something? Usually, not every time, but usually it's good. Mm-hmm. usually I don't let you down with those sorts of like <clears throat> bro it's one of the best things I've ever seen you gotta watch it and you did and you'd also heard other good things about it, obviously not just from me but mm-hmm. you know that, that that's an easy one whereas shows if I was to say to you dude you gotta watch the show how many seasons there's six seasons there's 20 episodes <laughs> a season I'm like ah not doing it no I'm not doing it no what yeah, it's tough my my <laughs> my my ex was trying to get me to watch Lost and I was like that's the we started, There's and I reckon I watched lost. six episodes. And look, it's good. Like, I was like, the first season, I was like, this is a really good show. I was like, how many seasons are there? And there's like seven. I'm like, how many episodes are in a season? 20. And yeah. I'm like, they're an hour long. I'm like, I've, I'm never, I'm never going to watch this. That's I'm so never going to watch this. I That's will crazy. watch it with you when you want to watch it. But I'm not, like, invested to the point where, like, I just refuse to get invested. I was like, I'm enjoying it. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Eight, like seven seasons? That's 20 a 20 episodes. That's 140 hours. That's a That's lot. That's fucking shorter than Valhalla. It's But sh- still. <laughs> shorter than Valhalla. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could watch a whole series of Lost before fucking yeah. uh, finishing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Wait, the funny but, thing uh, is, you, you didn't... You did the opposite. <laughs> I should have watched Lost. You should have watched Lost. Maybe I wouldn't be alone. Um, Maybe. (laughs) You decided to play Valhalla instead. (laughs) Oh, we can laugh about it now. It's fine. Um, That's so fucking funny, though. That's hilarious. Uh, Speaking of shows, though, speaking of long, long shows with lots of seasons, a lot of hours, Game Mm. of Thrones. Game Um, of Thrones. There's been rumours that have more or less pretty much been confirmed by Amelia oh, Clark yeah. and George R. R. Martin that they are developing a Jon Snow sequel series what to Game fuck of Thrones. Does but Amelia it turns Clark out Clark no, she's her character's no, dead. No, 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 here's the thing, this is what's come out. No. Is that she's friends with Kit Harrington and right. Kit told her. Because uh, I, okay. HBO have you read this? No. Have you heard this? Keep keep going. So so here we go. The George R. R. Martin came out and confirmed it. HBO didn't come up with this idea. Kit Harrington did. Him and his team an came actor. up with the idea, and they came to HBO with the idea, and they're like, "This is this idea is amazing." They would say that it's HBO. <laughs> they said yes to Zack Snyder. 
Yeah, they did. They did. They did. But I is I just find it. I could you could tell that Kid Arrington didn't like the end of Game of Thrones. Right? Well, nobody did. <laughs> nobody did. <laughs> nobody did. Right. But Kid Arrington was one of the people that sort of like, yeah, that wasn't ideal. Mm-hmm. Though I do think John Snow's arc was the only good one from start to from episode one to final episode. Maybe his not his arc, was... arc, but his ending made sense. I was like, that's in character. Well, I mean, I don't think I don't there know was if any how he decision. Got there was very well, good. can I ask? Okay, but I don't <clears> think there was any decision. Every scenario his character was put in, I don't think he ever did anything out of character at all in that whole show. Not out of character, just sort of void of character. You know? Sure. 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 I'll accept that. But he didn't do anything where you're like, where there was was plenty of other characters. Why the fuck did they do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense that that character would do that at this point of the show. Whereas I never had that with John. I'll give him that. He was the only one like, I was never mad at you. And your ending was the only good one. Um, And he was my favorite character in the show also. Just so happened as well. So thankfully for that. But what are your thoughts on Kid Harrington is the one that's come up with the idea. Who didn't like the... Like, I would have thought that... I thought someone like Kid Harrington who was involved in that for so long and now wants to maybe be a more... Like, lots of those actors like want to be serious actors or be involved mm-hmm. in other shit. They don't want to commit years of their lives. Yeah. For him to come back and go to HBO, hey, I want to play Jon Snow again. Here's the idea. That tells me something. What are your thoughts? Um... Well, he was in Eternals, so I think he's, like, spiralled out of control. Um, it's a terrible movie. Uh, <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, I'd say. I think he is scrambling for something. He's like, oh, that cannot be my legacy. we got to turn this He was good right in now. it, to be fair. He was, like, um, the only good Yeah, he was fine. Movie. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um, he is. I think it's interesting, um, <laughs> and I think it's... it's. I, I, I mean... I mean he's not a writer he's an actor so it's a bit i mean he could be a writer like i don't i'm not like discrediting his talent maybe he's written a very like clever idea and he's like look these are all this is how it will pan out and stuff um so there's not much to be said really i guess i don't know i i, I don't like yeah the i'm idea. sure he's not coming to them with like here's the episode scripts and no, dialogue no, i'm sure but... it's more of a he and and it apparently was his team like kid arrington and right, yeah yeah is I, what the I, I think was. I don't like the idea of doing a sequel to Game of Thrones in the sense where it's a direct sequel because I just when it because like the story is the story and it's like now the yeah. story's over like yeah. n- if you're telling another story it means the story didn't end it's like th- so Jon Snow did a like that was his arc from start to finish yeah. like that's why we don't need to know what happened to Jon Snow before the events of Game of Thrones, because it's not important. Just the same as I don't yeah, need yeah. to know what That's happens true, after Game of Thrones. Like, I just don't need to know. Other people might. I know a lot of people love to know, like, every inch of canon. I just... Yeah. I prefer those finite stories where you only know... <clears throat> need, where you only know what you need to know for sure. the story at large sort of thing. And what and didn't so... happen on screen, they'll refer to it. Like, you know a lot about Robert's Rebellion <clears throat> from dialogue you do. in the first season. And you know about it because it's relevant to either yes. character the development story, yeah. or plot developments. But you don't need... To, I like... And I think that's probably why they ended up not... I mean, it's not why they ended up not doing it, but, I, you know, they ended up not doing it, and I think that's for the better doing a spin-off with Robert's Rebellion because you don't need yeah, to because you know everything. everything. You know like, everything that you happened. You know everything that happened from dialogue, from what the characters talk about. 
but that's all you need. Like, I like that because it's world building, but it's like, it's like in You even know the ending building. and big plot twist of the ending. You do. Because you know you've everything. seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I like that. And I like when law points are just that. They're law points that are referred to by characters either for, like, characterization or for something that's going to be used in the story later down the line. I never think to myself when I hear something in a story, oh, I want a spin-off show about that thing they referenced. I'm like, no, that was just like a piece of information about the world's history to inform this person's character or the story that's going to come from that plot point. Like, I, yeah. I, I just find it weird that we always need to explore these stories, whereas that's why I think House of the Dragon is so interesting because we don't know everything about that period in history. We know bits and pieces about the target lineage and we stuff. We know a lot about this this section but okay. Well, yeah, it's but yeah, but yeah, but fr- okay. Well, I mean the show doesn't tell you. Uh, right? If you uh, for, sorry, from just the show, not from the The show the doesn't tell you a lot. I mean, yes, from I outside law, there's obviously a lot yes. more and that's I mean, the the thing that obviously there's a big difference between like books and then, you know, f- film and television because they tend to sort of work a bit differently, but like from the show we don't know a great deal about this period and i think that's it makes a lot of sense to explore that because it's it's a separate story it's not a directly connected story to game of thrones it'll be its own story set in the same universe that's not like you know a direct connection it does connect but like not it's not like a direct like sort of knock-on effect sort of like from one to another not like star wars prequels to the original trilogy sort of thing um so i like that more as a concept than a John so John Snow sequel, but um, I, I I can't write it off because I don't know anything about it really, other mm. than I just don't necessarily like the concept of a direct sequel to a finite sort of show, especially an epic show like Game of Thrones, because I don't know. I guess it would be like picking up after like Lord of the Rings if they did like a you know a spin off Lord of the Rings show and it was just like a sequel to return of the king or whatever it'd be a bit weird oh don't even don't even suggest that don't even they bring all the actors back and it's really cool because the actors are back and then the writer says well we don't need to do our job and then they put it out on streaming services here's the thing here's the here's the thing for a beloved series here's here's the thing james yeah lord of the rings <clears throat> is the greatest piece of fiction of all time. Lord of the Rings is good. And it was that's written, a good point, yeah. And it was written by a man that's been dead for 50 years. You can't write a sequel to it. I mean, it's, <laughs> I think you underestimate Hollywood. I think they could. They're not, no, but the Tolkien estate won't allow it. They won't allow it. Do They're they, stubborn cunts. They won't allow it. But I think, but it doesn't, don't, don't Warner Bros. kind of just own it though. No, they, they own, own the film pieces. rights. They own pieces. They own pieces of it. Not to Lord of the Rings, no. Interesting. They didn't produce Lord of the Rings. New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema produced Lord of the Rings. Warner Brothers did The Hobbit. Wait, how did? So who owns the film rights? It is Warner Brothers, um, right? Different people own different things. The Tolkien Estate owns other things. Um. Well, well, Tolkien initially he sold the film rights to the Lord of the Rings for fuck all because he laughed. He's like, you'll never be able to make this. So who cares? Little did he think, he, you know, for greatest liter- literary mind in the last 300 years, didn't know a lot about cinema. Granted, you know what I mean? Like died in the, you know, yeah. fucking 50 years ago, 
fair play, he didn't know a lot about cinema. So he didn't realise what could be done and what was eventually done by Peter Jackson and the crew in New Zealand. Um, and, you know, they made the greatest film trilogy of all time. Do you think he would have liked it? No. Yeah, no, no I don't think so either. No, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, and I only say that because the Tolkien estate didn't like it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, as some, much as some Lord of the Rings, like it, don't hardcore they? Lord of the Rings, hardcore fans, diehards love the Lord of the Rings. So many book readers, like I don't know any book reader that says the Lord of the Rings movies are bad. Plenty of them will say they like the books better. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But like everyone loves that. I think it's the Tolkien estate specifically that don't. And I think there's more reasons than just the movies themselves. I think there was, I'm sure there was a lot of politics behind it, money yeah. and things like that. Yeah. They probably um, hate the ideas of the movies more than the actual movies. Yeah. And, and then look, they, and, and I think they hold it like a fucking Bible, like <coughs> yeah. cherish it, like doctrine. Like you can't change a single thing. Like yeah. and know, they, they have move right Shelob from, from the two towers to return to the King movie. And they have a right to, they can be upset all they want, yeah. but thank God. They should play Shadow of War. Oh, <laughs> They love it. She, she love turns into a woman. It's good. Yeah. Look. Um, when I say good, I mean like you know. It, it's tough because there's this. There is this show coming out. There uh, is this show and coming it's out. Very concerning. Um, and there's a new. There's they're putting out a Tolkien's. They're putting out a Tolkien book at the end of the year. A Middle Earth book, Fall of Numenor. Hmm. That. Usually, because Christopher Tolkien's died, I'm like, well, there'll be none of that because Christopher Tolkien did all the Silmarillion and the editing of of, of um, John's notes. No. The pro- sorry, the professor with, with respect, the professor's notes. Um, and I don't have any rights to call him John. How dare I? Um, I apologize. <laughs> um, but I forget who the guy is. That's that's Alan Lee is doing the illustrations, and he's done illustrations for a lot of the Tolkien books. He's in- and he worked on all the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings films as well, doing the concept art. Um, Brian Sibley is the editor, um, and Alan Lee's doing the illustra- illustration. And it's but the, its author is J.R.R. Tolkien, edited by Brian Sil- uh, Sibley, The Fall of Numenor, which is what this show's about. Right. This this uh, I mean it's it's also to do with the, the the Rings of Power being created, and they'll do some First Age flashbacks. But like the Silmarillion's mostly set in the First Age, with a section of the Silmarillion about Numenor in the Second Age, but that's a small section. Um, whereas the main story is about um, the Silmarils and these, yeah. Anyway, you should read the fucking book. Um, but Fall of Numenor, having its own book, more expanded, I'm like, that's what I'm going to go off as canon, right? Not the Rings of Power Amazon show. Yeah. So I'm now, they're trying to make this show based on a thing that's there's only a small section written about. Once this comes out, I'll be like, well... I'm going to start comparing... I'm going to read this book and compare it to the show. And if the show... Like, I'm like this is terrible for the show, I think. Yeah. Unless somehow this guy is somehow involved with the, with, with the show, in which case I'm fucking <clears throat> pissed um, that this is what's happening to Middle-earth and Middle-earth media. This should... Unless Tolkien wrote... Like, editing is not... That's one thing. It's a di- di- Like, borderline. But other than that, if, if Tolkien himself didn't come up with the concept... It's not canon. It cannot be canon. This is a world where one man... It's one man's world. It truly is. I don't... It's not fucking George Lucas who sold it off. And anyone can make Star Wars. It's also... Anyone can make Star Wars. A million times better than Star Wars. Literally anyone. It's also a million times better than Star Wars. 
Yeah, okay, James. All right, <laughs> fucking relax, mate. We'll get there. We'll get there in a second. We'll get there in a second. Um, I don't know. What, yeah, I don't know. I'm. This rings a power show, man. I'm just fucking... I'm excited. The more I see of it, the more I'm like, ah, I don't really care about it, to be honest. When the first trailer came out, I was like, ah, oh, this looks kind of cool. But I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big enough Lord of the Rings fan. So this, like... I think it has to be really good for me to like like it because, like I said, like you like parts of the Hobbit, whereas I think they're all really shit. Um, Other movies, yeah, I don't like any of them. I think they're all terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, they're but, not the best by any stretch of the imagination. But I love Lord of the Rings. Oh, I that's think those are trilogy of all time. Yeah, they're three of the greatest films ever. So, I think the show like. They're, like this show is not going to be able to do anything no. for me just on the merit of it being Lord of the Rings. Like it's got to be good, yeah. Um, yeah. and I don't know. I've I've not seen a lot of like the content, like of like or like what they're trying to do with it. I've just seen a lot of like I don't know, like black dwarves or whatever, um, <laughs> which is like not a problem, I guess. But like I just I don't know. Not yeah. I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's much going on beyond that so i'm a bit yeah well that well there's confused. definitely this there's people that are like oh this being social justice warrior show like oh my god who cares about yeah, that shit it, is it, the content to law that's all i care about yeah, i don't give a fuck yeah. what color the person's skin is or what gender they are no is the character matter. do what they're supposed to do and stay true to the source material that's all i give a fuck about yeah yeah the discourse just seems to be around just really dumb shit <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, I don't know anything about the show, um, yeah. to be honest. That's a distraction. They want you to be talking about Social Justice Warrior stuff in YouTube videos and in comments and in debates rather than looking at it for its merits, yeah. um, which is all I'm going to be looking at it for. I'm like, I don't care about that. I care about is <clears throat> the content good? Mm-hmm. Does it tell a good story and does it stay true to the soul and heart of Middle-earth literature? Because the Lord of the Rings did. It stayed true to the heart and soul. Yeah. It moved things around. It didn't have to be exactly quote for quote source material. You can't when you make films and when you make TV shows. You can't. But can you keep the heart and spirit? Can the actors be the characters? Like Sean Astin yeah. was with Samwise Gamgee. Elijah was with Frodo. Viggo Mortensen was with Aragon. Yeah. Like, that's what you need. That's what you need. The most important thing of, the, of those films... As much as it was, well, I mean, it was everything for the Lord of the Rings, but casting, you can't be understand how important the casting was in that. And that's at least one thing I'll give The Hobbit. It got casting right. It just got the production so wrong, I, I felt. Sure. For, the, for those films. Like, they look, you watch them now, and Lord of the Rings looks like it was, it holds up better than The Hobbit. And yeah, it's it 10 does, years, yeah. and The Hobbit's 10 years newer. Yeah, well, no. CGI does. A, oh, God, it fucking. And this, he, my worst part was I was so looking forward to those movies. I was just, there's no movies I was more excited for than The Hobbit. And yeah, that, Peter, to hear Peter Jackson, my my fucking hero director, the reason I wanted to make movies, come out and say he regrets how he made them. I'm like, fuck. That's so sad. And if you watch the documentary, like, it was hard because he only became the director six weeks before filming started. He was just a producer. Guillermo del Toro was supposed to make it. Which would have been amazing. I would have loved to have seen Guillermo del Toro's work on the Hobbit trilogy, but he, he like he couldn't do what he would have done if I think he knew from the beginning he was the director 
And yeah. I'd like to believe he wouldn't have CGI'd it. I'd like to believe he would have really given himself more time. But, you know, instead it was a rush. It was rushed. They were rushed films. Yeah. That's such a shame. And it shows. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you spend so much fucking time on wasted characters. Like, it's called The Hobbit. And you spend like two minutes with Bilbo in that last movie. I'm like, this is fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Martin Freeman was the best part of the movies. He was. Like, he was, why, he was why are we not just with him? Uh, the book, you're just with Bilbo. You're not with anyone else. I'm fine that with the movies, you, you do a bit more. That's cool. But that much? No. I think they were trying to distract people from the bad film by being like, look at all these other characters. It's so cool and epic. Well, Legless is in it. Yeah. It's like, I yeah. see. See him. Yeah. So Lando Blue, like in in, in, con- in concept, I'm like, oh, that's cool, and like he would be there technically in canon and all that, but then you're like, mm, no. Yeah. Well, there's no fine. there's no substance to back any of it up. It's all just like things happening. Yeah. Those movies are yeah. just like it gets worse the more they go on. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, like there's scenes I I love like as a book reader that I just am like, cool, I get to imagine now and those scenes, like, I just connect him to the book because I love the Hobbit book and I try to reread it every every so every couple of years. And I just thought there's scenes in the book that I would love, I wanted to see in live action, like mm-hmm. before the movies came out. And I thought they nailed certain ones. Like my favorite scene from the book is Riddles in the Dark and I loved it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um with Andy Circus and and I thought they nailed the Smaug um, Bilbo scene as well. I thought that was fantastic. So there was like things they got right and all of them involved Martin Freeman's Bilbo as well, unsurprisingly. Um, and what they got oh so wrong was, yeah, the, the, the trying to be, they tried to be a prequel trilogy to Lord of the Rings with all the Sauron connection and setting that up when I'm yeah, like, the Hobbit's not, the Hobbit isn't a prequel to the Lord of the Rings. It isn't a prequel to Lord of the Rings. It's its own story in the universe. And the only connecting tissue to it is that Bilbo picks up the ring and it's his nephew that the Lord of the Rings is about. Like, that's it. There's no, like, plot detail that then connects. It's a story of Bilbo and dwarves going to Erebor, the Lonely Mountain, to reclaim what was lost uh, to the line of Durin and Thorin Oakenshield and... Uh, that's what the story is about, start to finish. That's the plot. That's the narrative. Yeah. In it, he gets a magic ring that isn't even that important in terms of overarching plot. You don't know what it is until the Lord of the Rings is when you find out what it actually is. You don't know. That's so weird. Like, did, did he did he know when he wrote the ring in? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd like to say yes. Like, I know he knew a lot. I'd like he to say so yes. He had so much written. Before the before the Hobbit came out, it was, it, was, it was written, man. He had so much of that world built. So I'd like to think... And he spent, like... He literally spent 20 years writing The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, and he wrote it all in one... Like, it all was done at once. Like, he didn't <clears throat> write one, two, and three. He wrote it as one big book. And then the publishers made him split it up into three. He wanted to release it as the Lord of the Rings, and the, and they're like, no, it's too fucking big. <laughs> um, so that's why it was split up <clears throat> into yeah into the three. But um, <coughs> which is why I, was, I don't see the Lord of the Rings as three mm-hmm. or three movies or three books. The Lord of the Rings is one story. Yeah, it was written as one story, and it was it was filmed as one. Like they filmed all three movies at the same, which was genius. It was yeah. genius. That's the, the right same way, way to Tolkien do it. Wrote it. 
Um, it's the one of the the few films that they that because other films try to do it. I'm like, you don't need to film a bunch of movies back to back like that. That's you, you don't need to. Mm. The Lord of the Rings, you had to, but they did start a trend. Like they didn't they film? Haven't they filmed like four Avatar movies now? In they a row, done that. Why? Like why? Why do that? Well, it's a high. It doesn't make film sense. Of all time. Yeah, so they're like, let's book in four more movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm and you're going to make it. them all at once, and the next one won't come out for thirteen years. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> can't wait yeah. for Avatar two. Yeah, I can't wait. <sighs> Talking yeah. about Tolkien, though, I just thought, isn't yeah. it crazy that it's been twelve years since the last Song of Ice and Fire book came out? Mm. Yeah, the Winds of Winter still hasn't come. How out. How mental is that? Yeah, everyone was crazy about years. the six-year gap to the Dance of Dragons coming out. Um, Man, that is such I don't know what the fuck this cunt's doing, to be honest. Honestly, yeah, no, fuck George R. R. Martin. What a cunt. <laughs> 12 years? He's too busy and also, like, it was like, ring. And seven years ago, he was like, yeah, guys, it's coming. It'll be soon. That was seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, it was like, what was it? Yeah, like 2015, I think he said and it was the, coming the, out end of the year. He was like, it'll be out in November. And like, yeah. what happened, man? You nearly had it finished. Yes. And then like, his publisher's like, you have to get this out before the show finishes. And he's like, yeah, no, no, that's no, pro- no problem. <laughs> hey, dude, the show's been over for four years and you haven't put out. It's not even it's the last mental. book. You've got another one to write. There's yeah. no way he finishes. This cunt's dying. Look at him. Imagine he that. He has all the diabetes. There's no a fucking way. Song of way. Ice and Fire never gets finished, and the only finale you get is Game of Thrones, and it's terrible. Yeah, oh, that's man. How, that's how it ends. That's yeah, so yeah, sad. Yeah. Like, you would think that would spur him on. Like, oh, no, this will be my legacy. This terrible yeah. season eight of this television show, or se- season seven. I don't remember how many there were. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Maybe one day. Maybe one day it'll come out, and it'll be great. Maybe. You said we had some news, and I don't remember what it was. Did you? It was. It was. It was John Snow, the John Snow show. Oh yes, yeah, cool. Good for Kit Harrington. Uh yeah, good. Good for Kit Harrington. Uh, yeah. Is there any other gaming news? Anything else you want to talk about? Um. No. Don't think so. No. Okay. No. Well, then um. It's about time we, we talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi then. Um, yes. I was on I was on Streamcast, so I've done my I spoiler know. chat. Um, yeah, we'll get into that in a sec. Um, <laughs> you talked about the Four Pillars podcast. Well, you, you said you didn't want to talk about it, and then George egged you on, and then you talked about he it. He did. He got um, me. So people have a Never good again, idea no. of what how we feel about it. Mm. Now, to start off with, you who the fuck told you to watch streamcast because you didn't just watch streamcast no there's I no did. fucking way you just watched streamcast. nobody told me i just watched you it. watched two hours of streamcast okay i'll be honest on your with own. you no i you're, you're a fucking genuinely liar. genuinely i i can't prove this but i yeah. did just click into the middle of it and that's where i found the clip that i posted to twitter I was like, oh my god. That was at the end of the episode. That was at the end of the episode. Okay, so I clicked to the end of the episode then. Maybe I was trying. I think I was trying to find. um, I was trying to find ammunition to use in our fight, right? But I found something better. So I put it on Twitter because I was like, this is perfect. So for those who didn't watch it, 
<clears throat> I said, and it would have been great fucking content for this episode. <laughs> I think it's better content because, now because everyone's you, tuning in. They want to know what, what are you going to say? What am I going to say? What's going to happen? No, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ultimately, you and I are friends. And mm. at the end of the day, Debatable. it doesn't matter. Like, it do- <laughs> like, who gives a fuck about Star Wars anyway? Like, you do, but, apparently. But, like, <laughs> we could have had something beautiful where I said I was going to, like, literally dick ride this show to the ends of the fucking earth. <clears throat> you might still have to. No, I can't. Well, I'll tell you what. It's ruined. Let it's me fucking tell, ruined. Let and me someone tell, told you, and I want to know who fucking no, told seriously, you. Seriously, nobody did. There's no way did. you clicked to the end. I clicked, I clicked to You're the end, and I just liar. found it. Because I, I found the end of it. It was the bit where you said about Top Gun, and you were like, well, I can't say that, because that'd be, like, it is, it's the greatest film of all time. And I was like, what's he talking about? So I scrolled back, and I was like, oh, I've stumbled upon a gold mine here. I was like, this is perfect for a Twitter clip. Um, but, what? okay, what I will say... <clears throat> is after listening to Streamcast, um, yeah, okay. the obviously you know Eddie and Shep's famous for their love of Zack Snyder's Justice League and Batman vs <laughs> Superman, so they have great taste in film, as we know. Um, <laughs> I I have been convinced that Obi Wan Kenobi is actually a work of art, a genius piece of storytelling, um, and yeah. off the back of that, I'm actually really excited to see. Um, Joe B. Harold's next creative outing in The Flash 2023. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait for both of us to do a spoiler cast on it because obviously, like, because we both know Joby Harold is such a good writer, he's going to be able know who that is. to get us both, um, the writer of Obi-Wan, he's going to get us both okay, invested yeah. in The Flash 2023 um, yeah. because obviously he's so good at writing character and you don't, you don't need a prior connection to any of these characters to, you know, get invested in it because he's just so good at writing these stories. Um, yeah. And so I think it's going to be really fun to do that spoiler cast on The Flash 2023 with Ezra Miller. Um, and I I would say Joby Harold is second only probably to Chris Terrio of The Rise of Skywalker fame. And also Batman <laughs> vs. Superman as well. So, I mean, I'm actually with you. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> well, let's set the scene then, James. Let's do this. Let's Let's lay it down. Let's lay it down for the people. Do we have to? I mean, I watched yeah, Obi-Wan let's... and they didn't think it was necessary for the story. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Oh. No, I've been watching um, it all night. I'm losing my mind. Yeah, look. Um, <clears throat> so Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm on the side of good. James on the side of bad. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. To lay the foundation. For just for the for the listeners, for the viewers of the As Always podcast, of anything Four Pillars related. We love to debate. We love to talk about things we're passionate about, likes, dislikes, get deep into it. We will in this. Um, I'm My background in Star Wars, I was obviously Grub of the Prequels, which are famously not the best films, but I love them. They like, and this, I love them for character. Something James used to do, but he's he, he sort of got to the point where he loved the smell of his own fart so much he just stuck his head up his ass <laughs> and he lives there now. And the only person that can hear him is apparently my son Joe the Founded Scarab. And they just <laughs> circle jerk each other on Twitter. And that's pretty much the only friend James has now. Um, and then he it. fucking... Uh, but he calls himself critical 
when really he just has the most narrow mind all time. But That's James, what why don't you? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I personally, I think if you don't find any enjoyment out of Obi Wan Kenobi, I think I think it's your fault. That I think it's your fault. Is a bold take. That's a that is a bold take. I I'm not, I I'm not saying it's ten out of ten. I'm just saying if you <clears throat> can't find any enjoyment out of it, I just I think I think, mate, I think. I think your eyes uh, are right now looking at your small intestines. So I think that's what's happening. I will. What I will say, and I will concede to this, is that I did okay. find some enjoyment in Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, okay. Okay. What did you enjoy about? But it Obi-Wan might Kenobi? not be what you thought I enjoyed. <laughs> All right. Then. What I actually yep. enjoyed a lot. Here we, here we go. It's gonna be bullshit. It was it's a be bullshit. no. I'm being serious. This is fully serious. The, <laughs> I don't believe the you. first episode of the show is yes. 95% really good, actually. I, I would that. I, I watched I it that. again, obviously. I've watched the whole show tonight. Um, yeah. And when I was going through episode <laughs> one, yeah. I have a well, whole section one. of my script that I didn't think I would write, and it's made the whole script so much more interesting as like a, a, like a critique piece, is that yeah. I have a whole, like, I think it's like four and a half pages that's just analysing the first episode and why it works yeah. and why it's really yes. good. And from yeah. that, I am able to use it as a springboard to talk about why everything else is garbage. Um, and it's been really fun. But yeah. that first episode, oh, it's so good. They characterize Obi-Wan so well. Leia's fucking brilliant. Reaver's even yeah. really good. It, oh, it's great. It's good. There's some moments that are like, you know, sort of, yeah. you know, a bit bad. But overall, that first episode, at least character work, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I thought, I thought, set up a lot of interesting ideas. It, it set the groundwork. It did exactly what a first episode needs to do for a show. It did. And we talked like, about that when I, it first came out. I thought, I thought the recap was brilliant as well <clears throat> mm-hmm. at the start. Um, I really like that because, and this is how I also feel is important. And like points I've heard you make. And I get that, like, there's things that this show failed to do it did. There's no doubt in my fucking mind. And if I was writing the show, this is not what I would have written. This is not what I was hoping it would be. And I said that on Streamcast. It just wasn't what I wanted it to be. What it was was, like, this is how I put it. Disney era Star Wars? Disney era Star Wars. If you're like, Tyler, you can only watch one thing from Disney era. You can only keep one. Everything else gets erased. I'd keep this show above anything else. Okay. And that's assuming, but you're also assuming it never gets remade. Like if nothing gets remade, everything gets deleted, one thing you get to keep, I'd keep this. And that's purely because the prequels came before they exist. And I love those characters. I love Obi-Wan and Anakin. They're my two favorite characters in Star Wars. That's my era. And and Revenge of the Sith's second favorite. First, it's my favorite Star Wars movie to watch, but I know, I recognize that Empire Strikes Back is a better film and, and second favourite to watch. But I love Revenge of the Sith. I just fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I know the flaws, but it's by far the best prequel movie. Yeah, uh, it's not and, saying a lot, but yeah. <laughs> and I would debate it oh, like it's significantly better than the other two prequel movies by a landslide. Like I think it's such a... It's actually insane what a step up it is compared to how the first two tracked. 
I mean, it, it totally, was hard to believe that. visually, pacing, yes. I just, but writing is the same. Look, I mean, I certainly felt as though the leap was giant. I think we all know that uh, to get to the turn of Anakin. Um, sure is. But even with Clone know, Wars, it's it's a leap. Not even Clone Wars could save that. It's yeah. You've got to headcanon a lot of things with you Star have Wars, to and you've got to, most you... of the stuff happening in Revenge of the doesn't happen. And if you do that, the Battle of Heroes is sick. Because <laughs> it is. I the love Battle of Heroes is sick, and I won't, <laughs> and you can't... And I guess that's... It, it, it's a bit different because I... <coughs> when I look at, for example, that last episode of Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. and I look at that fight... Well, the, I guess what what did I want from Obi Wan? Is what I this is what I go to. I have a checklist of like, okay, we're going Obi Wan. What do I want from Obi Wan? A lot of it happened in the first episode because like you want to know where we're at and where Obi Wan is mentally. Like that was a huge part of it, and the first episode set that scene really well. Okay, this is what he's been doing. This is where his mind is. Obviously, he's got PTSD. He's dreaming about it. He's trying to reach out to Qui-Gon, but he's also being very smart in the sense of, like, a a lot of young Jedi are still trying to be Jedi and use the Force, and he's just like, I'm not risking anything. I'm protecting Luke at all costs. I'm never using the Force. My lightsaber's fucking buried. That shit's in the past. I'm not gonna, at all, risk Luke until the time's right. Is then he'll risk they Luke. Say, well, when the time's right is what they said in Revenge of the Sith, is when the time's right will do shit. Alluding to, obviously, the original Star Wars films. Um, and I always thought, like, why? Like, if he was to leave Luke, I'm trying to imagine, like, it must be something fucking huge. But I was like, it has to be good. And mm. Leia's the thing in the show I didn't know I wanted. I never considered it. But it's like, okay, the only thing that could move... Obi-Wan off of Tatooine to protect Luke is, well, there's nothing actually going wrong with Luke. He's been fine for 10 years. Leia's actually in trouble. You can come back, but we need you right now to go and get her. I'm like, okay. I can buy that as, like, the reason. Mm-hmm. The way it went down with Organa actually coming to Tatooine is a bit fucking weird. But other than that, solid foundation, I felt, mm-hmm. for, like, why our character's going on an adventure. I agree. We get to the second episode, which was... Uh, Reva sort of was a bit... Uh, a little... Clunky. Yeah. Mm. But... A little bit. We, the end of the second episode actually had the number two thing, most important thing I wanted to see as a fan. That I was like, I wanted to see... Because I knew you and McGregor would nail it. I want to see Obi-Wan's reaction to finding out Darth Vader's <clears throat> alive. I wanted to see it. Going into the show, that was top of the list. Bucket list of things I want to see. And I thought that scene was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, from Ewan's performance-wise, the emotion on his face, that's what I wanted to see out of it. I didn't care, like, maybe there's a better way to deliver it. Obviously, it ran off and ex- got explained of how Reva knew mm-hmm. later. Um, but at the time, I was like, look, that's fucking weird that she knows, but whatever. I wanted to see that scene. Obi-Wan's reaction, transition to Vader. I was like, look, seeing the episode wasn't as strong, but it... it it was more of I felt like pacing was a bit fucking weird. The layer running, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. It still but, wasn't okay. as bad as the show gets, though. So episode two. Sure, was... I'll agree with that. It's I I th- I was happy after episode two. Still, I was like, look, well, not, not as strong as one, yeah. but 
I thought, okay, Obi-Wan hasn't used the Force yet. He hasn't put out a lightsaber. He's still not feeling, wanting to reveal himself. He's still not, you know, connected back. He's, the Force hasn't awakened, if you will. He does use the Force um, in episode two, right at the end. But that's what I mean. But eventually, but then it cuts to the end and then you get that first piece of Jedi. Like, obviously, he got the lightsaber, but he didn't use it. Hasn't used it yet. And then he finally uses the Force to save Leia. And it's like, okay, he's switching the fuck on now. He's getting there. He had a reason to use the Force. We're building back up. And again, I'm not debating that this is the strongest fucking arc to get Obi-Wan back to the top. But I'm just saying, I believe it exists in the story. There is an there is a build to him going from, I'm hiding, I'm not using the Force, I'm bearing that shit down to, I'm back being Obi-Wan. Is it good? Is it the best? No. But it's not non-existent like some people are claiming it is. And that's how I feel about it. Well, I don't feel like it's non-existent. <clears throat> I think And it's... there are scenes that there are scenes I feel like this is a show that's spouted with great scenes and then the other scenes are shit. I don't feel like there's middle ground scenes in this show. It's like there's great scenes and there's shit scenes. And if you just connect the dots between the good scenes, there's something there that's good. There's a cut of this show that's good, is what I believe. I think this is a show that you can definitely I don't want to say convince yourself you like because you obviously like it but i mean yeah you can look at it from a perspective or a lens where you enjoy it and i think that's what most people do with films and television most people do do that like you want to enjoy something and you find a way to enjoy it and it works for you and you're like this is good i like this i can watch this and i can enjoy it it's you know what a lot of people do with the prequels i can do it with revenge of the sith because it's 15 years old i don't need to break down and analyze revenge of the sith i liked it as a kid I know it's not very good, but I, you know, I can be like, whatever, I'll ignore the bad shit, because whatever, but I still know the bad shit's there, and I think, for me, with Obi-Wan, there was just too much bad shit that I just can't ignore so much of it to enjoy it, because I feel that, although the ending of the show and its derivative of other Star Wars media, although it works and is good, and there's obviously that, like, the... The, I will say, in the last episode, I didn't like most of it, but the moment where... And even though it is literally taking, taken straight from Rebels, the the moment where Anakin's mask, or Darth Vader's mask, is cut open, and you see Anakin, but not just seeing him, it's the voice. The voice of oh, yeah. Vader and Hayden crossing over, but it's done in such a way where it's not jarring, it's actually really chilling. That yeah. is brilliant. And that was yeah. one of my favourite... Probably my favourite moment in the show was just that... 10, Agreed. 15 seconds. Uh, I, I, I mean, I thought the whole fight was <clears throat> fucking awesome. I thought the nine minutes... There's a nine-minute cut of the fight. Uh, I personally loved all of it. I loved all... The, the thing I wanted to see from the show was this, but, like, I didn't, I didn't expect the fight to be as good as Battle of Heroes, right? I was like, that's not my expectation. I just want a fucking awesome fight, but to see Ewan's Obi-Wan against Vader. So you know it's going to be different, so it can't be the same. And I want dialogue. There has to be... There can't just be fight for the sake of fight. There has to be dialogue. There has to be moments for these characters. And though I don't think this show particularly, like, it it obviously alludes so much to these characters and how connected they are, it didn't necessarily set up the moment of the fight. It just sort of goes, we all knew it was coming and everyone knows it's coming. And then it just sort of writes it in at the end. But I felt like the... I was okay enough with it in the sense of it's more than just this show. 
that battle was so much more than just this show. That battle is the prequels. That battle is the original trilogy. Like this moment just had to happen to bridge the gap. If this show was just this scene, if they just released, here's nine minutes of them fighting. We're not going to tell you how. If you, whatever you want. Imagine however it happened. I'd still be like, cool. What it'd the be, fuck ever. It'd be better if they did <laughs> it that. Would, but, no, I, but that's what I mean. I'm like, <clears throat> I don't, I don't need context to enjoy that fight. I've got the prequels and I got this and the original trilogy. If you just release that nine minutes, I could headcanon anything to, of like how they got there. But you just tell me they're there and something happened and they're there. I'm already emotionally invested. Like that's how I feel about it. And I still, but I'm not, that's just me saying I'm emotionally invested irregardless of anything. I thought the show did enough that I was also invested in the moment. But in spite of all that, even if there wasn't, I'd still be invested is what I'm trying to allude to. But I do think there were moments in this show that built to that. I thought episode five's flashbacks back and forth, like, and it being from Vader's perspective, where it's clearly him having flashbacks. I thought one of my favorite scenes, the worst episode of this show is episode four. It's fucking abysmal. But yeah. the f- opening scene <clears throat> of that episode's great. And I felt like it was a turning point moment in Obi-Wan's character where um, he's faced Vader. He got the shit kicked out of him. He's dragged through the fire and then he had fuck all. And Obi-Wan's sitting there like this guy, uh, Obi-Wan, Vader's sitting there like this guy's fucking weak as piss. This is not what I've been looking forward to. Um, which sort of got like when in the last episode, the way he says, um, your strength has returned. And the way he says returned, it's like he's so excited about it. He's like, thank fuck I'm not fighting a weak piece of piss like you were in episode three. He's like, your strength has returned. Like, oh my God, yes. Like, let's fucking go. I don't want to beat a weak Obi-Wan. I want to show that I am better than you at your best. I'm so much more fucking powerful than you. That's what he wanted. That's what Vader wanted. Of course, that's what Vader wanted. So I, like... Episode three battle wasn't perfect, but I can accept. Oh, I'm God. like, was Vader holding <clears throat> back because he wanted more? Like, and then you get to episode four, and you have that back and forth between Vader, Obi Wan, and the tanks. But in that moment, Obi Wan, like, like rebirth. It was like a rebirth moment. He gets out of the water himself of his own power after that face off, and they're like, "No, you need to stay in there." And he's like, "Fuck that shit." Um, where's Leia? Let's, you know, I'm, I'm here. And that, that to me felt like a turning point moment for his character of which he's been afraid. I felt like he was afraid of Vader. He was afraid of the, of finding out that Anakin was back and of, of what's happened. And he was so guilty about it, um, about what had happened that I did feel like there was that. I can even episode for when he finally pulls out the lightsaber and he's doing Obi-Wan shit. I'm like, well, I mean, I get that that was a turning point moment. It felt like it was a turning point moment. I felt like there was an arc there. I don't... I think if you if I was to cut this into a movie length, I would keep that tank scene, not have, not have Leia get captured, and have him go like, where's Leia? And then just skip and like, they're on the Re- like Rebel base, episode five, Leia's there. Like, episode four was fucking pointless after that tank scene to me. But then you go to episode five, the rebels were useless. I'll be honest, other than Leia, Obi-Wan, Vader, Anakin, all the other characters sucked in this show. I think we can agree on that. They did. Is there any character you... I didn't like Reva. 
at all. I like Reva in the beginning. I liked her as like <laughs> yeah, the okay. idea of her and what they tried to do. Uh, actual. I like the idea of it. Great concept just, for an arc. And everything just fell completely apart, though, as you got further into the show. Just, like, they clearly didn't know what to do with her. They wanted to make her central and important, but they couldn't do it enough because it's an Obi-Wan show. So it just ended up feeling weird. It's like you were watching two shows at once. It was, like, flicking back and forth between the Obi-Wan show and just for some reason Reva's also, like, a protagonist. Um, And it was just a bit... It was unnecessary to the Obi-Wan stuff, and it didn't have enough depth to do anything for Reva, and so it just felt like this just this thing just tacked onto the show which just held it back um because they already didn't spend enough time on a lot of the relationships and 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 character work that they should have done there's so much more they should have been doing um because <clears throat> even when you have these nice little moments between Leia and Obi-Wan there's not enough there to, to there's just not enough there for me to be invested mm. in their relationship. I feel like everything moves too quickly. Like, again, it's six episodes. And, like, if you're doing yeah. it in a movie, you've got it condensed and you've got more time with these characters because you've got to, you've got to show them getting together. If you're doing it in a TV show, it should be longer so you've got more time to flesh yeah. out everything. Because <laughs> the fact that it was six episodes means that you can't just do what would have been a condensed movie because you don't have enough. But you can't do what's a full TV show because you've got too much. And so you try and, you try and chop bits off and what you're left with is just this, like skeleton of what could have been something um there was a great movie in this show is just what frustrates me that's what frustrates me the most is the potential i could see the potential there and it bothers me and it's just like oh like i wanted this to be good so bad and there are moments like i've said this in my video which obviously i don't know when it's coming out but they had a beginning and they had an ending i just think yeah i agree with that yeah in the middle they just getting from a to b was just a mess it was just a mess of different ideas and, and conflicting storylines and, and, and convolution that didn't need to be there to the point where it, it just... It did feel like a kid's, like, Star Wars going full kid. It did. It like, was like, like, you know... It's like, yeah, I mean, this sort of happened, just <clears throat> believe it. And I just sort of was like, okay, I feel like I'm watching a kid's movie and I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Because I was I, a kid when I watched it and, I like, whatever. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I and I get not being able to. I I get not being able to i still don't think this show's like bad bad but there's it's to me it's just like 50 percent of it is shit and 50 percent of it i think is like solidly good and again you got to leap for it and again you've got for, you've also got to be connected to the rest of stuff like this on its own if you don't know anything else about star wars it would be weird i think it might right, be better like, because when when they put leia and obi-wan in a dangerous situation for the 12th time you might actually be thinking oh are they gonna die because yeah. you don't know that they're in the original trilogy. that's what and that's why episode four falls so flat i'm like <laughs> why are we rescuing her again well this does not need to be there yeah the, the, the see the, like, the, the show because it i think because it tries to focus on reva quite a lot there's quite a lot of plot heavy stuff in there and you can't have a plot heavy prequel if you're not then using the plot to flesh out character more so than you're using it for plot like part of why the prequels work and you know they're bad but part of why they work is because it's never about like going after darth maul or fighting count dooku or beating general grievous like that's just a plot that's just there the point is to like learn about these characters it's about it's about learning who anakin skywalker is his relationship to obi-wan the way that and he Padme, becomes, yeah. yeah, and Padme and all the other Jedi, like on the council and like um, Palpatine, 
and him developing into Darth Vader, and it's not handled in the best way, but the direction of the prequels is what a prequel should be, which is the plot is there, but it's in service of character always, because that's the point of the prequels. Whereas I think this show, it forgets that along the way. Episode one gets yeah. it, and I think six gets it in a lot of places, but I think- It gets it for Obi-Wan and Anakin, which is where it counted for me. Yes, but I think for me, what falls flat in episode six is that episode isolated. I can watch it and go, these are the characters I knew as a kid and I'm seeing them again and they're moments that yeah. work. Isolated. Yeah. But in the context of the show, I think the show actually dampens episode six for me. I think it, it detracts from episode six. I feel like there's so much meandering and so much bullshit that I'm like, this is Obi-Wan just going on a random adventure and then also there's a Vader fight at the end that kind of like i don't know it it didn't feel like there was enough there for me to i'll tell you like, i'll tell you why i'll tell you why i think i can i really like that last episode and what they did with it and it, i don't think it's to do with obi-wan <clears throat> right because i look at like why did the fight happen okay obi-wan goes no he's after me i'll bail out and you're supposed to like care about these rebels and you don't really you care about Leia, but that's about it um and th- I think some people are like, well, that was supposed to be the moment and it just sucks. It just feels like Obi-Wan's just leaving to have a Vader fight. I felt like the big important moment of that was for was for Vader to make the decision of, do I go after the Rebels or do I go after Obi-Wan? And what it's insinuating, right, is this is the Rebels. These are who will become the Rebel Alliance or the or the, the, the roots and the, the beginning of like that Rebel Alliance that builds. Um, and Vader chooses Obi-Wan. He chooses Anakin's past. Which is a part of his arc into becoming the Darth Vader that we see in the original trilogy. Which, he's not emotional about Obi-Wan. When he sees Obi-Wan, he's not emotional. And when he talks about after defeating Obi-Wan in A New Hope, he says, and he talks about destroying the rebel base to Tarkin, he goes, <coughs> this will be a day long remembered. It saw the end of Kenobi and soon it'll see the end of the rebellion. Um, he wasn't sitting there pumped up. Like, he's like, I needed to kill Kenobi because he's a Jedi. And he needs to die. And he's against, like, he's against us. It wasn't like, I need revenge. It doesn't feel like that in A New Hope. Mm. When you know, when you know Vader the way we know Vader from, from everything else, is how fucking angry he would have been at Obi-Wan. Like, so it does, it just, there was, there was always a story here that needed to be told. For me, I felt like this story needed to be told. And it was as it was more for, to me for Vader's character than it was for Obi-Wan's character. It was it maybe equal, but more for Anakin because how the fuck as someone that's watched any of the Star Wars movies, but especially a prequel watcher, we've got Hayden Christensen, who I love as Anakin. You go from him as who we know as Anakin, battle heroes to Darth Vader and New Hope. That's what we see. That's such a leap, dude, especially with him in a suit. It's such a leap. It's just hard to fucking picture. What this show did, not just to physically show us, no, now you can picture him because there he is right there. It's Hayden Christensen, burnt up, Darth Vader suit, hear him, voices combining, brilliantly done. It's not just that, but it's also the character work of like him having to let go too. It wasn't just about Obi-Wan letting go of Anakin. Vader also let go of Anakin. Anakin completely dies in this show. That's ultimately the character arc that Vader goes on and a big part of Obi-Wan's arc is reawakening the Force within himself so that he can be who he's supposed to be, connect with Qui-Gon, be who we know him to. The happy-go-lucky Ben Kenobi 
of A New Hope. You know, he's a much, like, more positive guy. Like, sure, he has the, you know, fucking PTSD flashbacks. He doesn't do But he's, a, he's, not, he's not fucking sad and depressed <clears throat> and lost. No. But why wouldn't he have been? Again, this story had to be told. And I felt like it, it connected those bases from the prequels to the sequels well. Not poorly, well. Like, not just, oh, for the sake of it, I guess it's fine. For those two characters, well. For everything else the show did, it didn't succeed in much else. But I felt like they were the two most important points to connect. I now believe Hayden Christensen is Darth Vader that I see in the, in the original trilogy. I now believe the Ben Kenobi that I see in A New Hope is the Obi-Wan that we saw at the end of Revenge of Sith because I, I can see how that happened. Ewan McGregor's performance in this show was amazing. He did a lot with some bad shit and a lot with some great shit. That's, that, I, that's what I think. That's I what think, I think. I think for me, I definitely understand and I like can understand liking it. But <laughs> I think for me, the show is just too shallow for that bridge to be worthwhile. That I just don't feel anything for it. I It's... You don't feel anything. So you, you didn't... <clears throat> so, okay. We'll get into that scene because I want to talk about the scene, the scene of, of Obi-Wan Anakin. Mm. Vader Anakin. V- Vader Obi-Wan. Well, you know. That fight, you don't seem like you enjoyed the fight. What didn't you like about the fight? Uh, well... It wasn't more choreographed? Um, the choreography was fine it was the best the show's done um i think the camera work was the same as the show's been where it's just a bit weird i don't know shaky camera like i i agree with some shaky cam with some shaky cam but i thought this did it better it did it the shaky cam wasn't as bad and there were some non-shaky cam shots really good like that one of the transitions from when they go to the open space to they're like in the sort of rock city whatever the fuck that is um where it's like panning from like the sky and it's like following them yeah, down and they're doing a lot of aerial shots. I thought there were some really good shots in there, actually. It was better than a lot of the show, but I think ultimately, uh, I mean, the, this it was, I think what I would have done is had a lot more interesting shit going on in terms of scenery. Like you want to be using the scenery to your advantage when you're filming something like this, especially between two characters like Obi-Wan and Anakin, like Darth Vader, like having them clash. I mean, that's why the Battle of Heroes is so strong, I think, is because you look at the set design and the scenery and like the way they, like the fact that it's on a lava planet, that's so perfect for like the the way that their relationship has gone, the fact that, they're, that there's this huge conflict between them, the way that Anakin is completely torn up inside, like seeing the lava just like, you know, like come over this fucking like the base they're in and everything and they're, they're climbing all over these things and everything's breaking apart. It's brilliant. It looks absolutely incredible. Um, and I just think that this fight was just on like an obscure rock planet where like it was just there was just a lot of rocks and it was nighttime and like there's not a lot of like lighting besides the lightsabers and i don't think that was interesting to look at particularly Um, i I think i sort of felt like the tone was set in the opening shots of the fight that i really like that that's how they did it because i think from i think the shot was when it's like a really wide shot and Vader's walking and you see the moon like it in the sky. I'm like, fuck, this looks like a fucking Star Wars like moment about to happen. I just felt like this didn't need that. 
Like, because you can't outdo Mustafa. I think's how I felt about it. No, and, and I, I just appreciated. To. I just appreciated this show. It didn't <clears throat> even attempt that. It's like we're just gonna do our own thing. We're not gonna make it like a big scenery thing. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be about the fight, and how it's different from the first. Very force heavy for both of them. They're not the same with with the saber as they you both used to be. Um, but I, and I liked the night change. And to be fair to the show budget, there was a lot of CG that wasn't great in the show. And I think part of the reason they did night was to hide a lot of things. Because if you were to lighten up that shot with all those rocks when Obi-Wan raises it, I think those rocks probably look like they're two pixels. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that, the fact that it's at night, you have the illusional, though, right? Like, I don't think yeah, that's like, an excuse. I think that's but bad. I, I, I do think it's an excuse for the sense of like, from, from like, if I'm the director, cause like, well, what the, f- I but only have not. so much money. What the fuck else am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm not the director. I'm just I don't saying, I see why, I see why that shot works at night. I don't think that shot would have worked in a daytime setting. I think, I mean, this fight should not have happened in the day. This should have happened at night. No, 100%. it definitely should have been nighttime. I just think what I would have done is had a lot more moonlight. I probably would have like maybe played with water. I feel like I feel like I would have had like not a lot of water, just like but, a but shallow water a, but on in, the surface in, or something. I, but so what when is, a, is a I guess a, like think symbolism. You're a, you're a critical thinker. You yeah, love so your it's, cinema. So, so it's somewhat water is a symbol of rebirth. Water is a symbol of fucking rebirth. Well, I feel like water can be a symbol of multiple things. I feel like it's a symbol of if it's calm water on the surface. Very heavy of the, in 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 in, in like, um, uh, LB, LGBT cinema as well. Water. What? No, it's for like in like a lot of movies about homosexuality and adolescence. Water's a huge key theme. You Perfect. Go, I've, I've done. I've, yeah, I mean, you know, couple. Just saying. Just pointed that out there. For no yeah. fucking reason whatsoever, we're talking about water. Yeah. Um, well, I don't it's think I don't think water makes any Obi-Wan. sense. I'm, I mean, what happens when lava settles? It <clears> becomes <throat> rock. I felt like that's what it was. I felt like that's what they were doing. I felt like it was like a dead Mustafa. Yeah. Well, I think it, it was like, like shit. I don't. I, I thought it looked. I liked it. I really liked this. I, I also and, don't enjoy Obi Wan pelting Vader with a bunch of rocks either. I think that was really odd. You didn't like? I fucking no. thought that shit was fucking awesome. I mean, I as like, like a thing to do with the Force, it's cool. But like, yeah. as a thing for Obi Wan right. to do to Vader, I was like, why is he doing that? Why well, stop pelting him with rocks? What the fuck? Well, why not? You're around rocks. You're it's just like so use aggressive. the environment, and then he uses the environment. And you're like, I wish he didn't do that. Well, no, I like I how wish, they use. I wish the there was some when, water there. I wish when, there was some water there for him to drown him in. Yeah, you but know? I like, like he doesn't when, spend all his time in a fucking water tank. I like fuck when Vader off. cracks the ground and f- makes Obi Wan in it. I did think when he was standing over the edge, he was going to say, "Now I have the, the high ground, ground Obi Wan," <laughs> and I was bracing myself for it. And thankfully, they didn't do that. I agree. Um, that would have been too much for me. That but, been even for me, I would have. Um, that might have changed how I feel about the whole show. To be honest, if you said that, I think. I think. Um, I don't know, I think because Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan we see in Rebels, right, which isn't that long after this, because that's also still before A New Hope, is a very, like, and this was, to me, the story that I wanted to see is for him to go from Obi-Wan to Ben Kenobi, that transition of someone that's broken to someone that's hopeful again, but in a different way, someone that's supposed to be not this action hero. And I, I would have liked to have seen that maybe portrayed somewhat in the fight. 
and I mean, obviously, not, we're getting a season two, so maybe we'll see him go from that to something else. I don't know. Well, I won't. I'm not watching it. But um, <laughs> I just, the, to, to, like, I would have liked to see the Obi-Wan that defeats Maul with one stroke of his lightsaber, because that, to me, has infinitely more depth than anything we see in Obi-Wan. That moment, that just no words are said, nothing at all, but just every, it, it, so much is conveyed in just one movement of his arm to go from his original fight pose to the the you know the different fight pose to then strike yeah. down maul with one strike is just there's something so powerful about that scene that i didn't get any of that from this and i think as well like we talk about the anakin scene with the the mask and stuff like i've already seen it so i think it you know i've seen it in context yeah, a better story yeah. And so uh, see, I see. I I disagree. I disagree. I just so disagree with that. And this is my big reason for it. Is like, <clears> okay, <throat> it happened in Rebels, which I could be a dick about and say doesn't fucking count because animated, which I be- fully believe. And don't get me wrong, I've seen the scene in Rebels. It's fucking great, and I loved it. But that is not Anakin Skywalker. That is a different fucking actor. It's it's like, but it's written better. So it's better. It's 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 it's. I it doesn't mean anything to me compared Hayden, to this. Hayden in a bad. Hayden's story Anakin. Is not Hayden as good is. Hayden's Anakin. As someone else in a good so story. So seeing. So seeing. No, I, I, I don't feel anything for 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 that scene. Like for for that compared to a Hayden Christensen performance, because if I'm watching the Star Wars like story, start to finish, I'm not f- watching Rebels. I'm not watching, like, you're watching the movies and you might watch, a, a, a like, maybe you watch Rogue One if you want to fucking do that before. For, maybe you watch Obi-Wan. You, you, you do that shit with the main characters. But to see, ha- like, Hayden, again, Hayden Christensen's Anakin and Revenge of the Sith to the Darth Vader of New Hope, I need to see the transition. This show was that. And, and Hayden getting to have that performance, I don't think it took away from the Rebels one. I don't think it, was shit because rebels have done it because it wasn't the same scene anyway it was in a different context with a different character it's very similar though and a different actor like it's not even this and and it's great for if you're a fan of clone wars and rebels you got to see the actor that plays anakin and then you got he goes to darth vader but you got your moment where you get to see oh there's that transition oh it's that that is the same character as a fan of Hayden, he got to get the same thing, and he fucking deserves it more than a fucking voice actor. Does, with the greatest respect, I, I just, I just think, look, for me, the way and I look oh, at anything, dude, Ahsoka was is been real for about three minutes. What the fuck are uh, we talking see, about? That she see, deserves this scene more lost. than fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. You've, you're not gonna, for, for you're real? not gonna win over the Star Wars fans this time. They're on my side. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the Star Wars fans. <laughs> 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 like, a, 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 a Soka? I think like, I broke you. A Soka? And you're going to be like, you and McGregor's Obi Wan is the only character that deserves, and I want to see, get this scene. Does, great that Ahsoka also gets it. I got no problem with it. But don't ever tell me Ahsoka's the one that gets it and you and doesn't. Well, Obi Wan doesn't. Yeah. It means so much more Ahsoka's for Obi Wan to have this better. Moment. 
It wasn't just how it is. Better. Look, for it me, wasn't fucking performed better. For not me, even for me when I look at close for me when quality, I look at stories, I look at the quality of the writing, and that's it. And the quality of the writing in Obi Wan is not as good as the quality of writing in that arc of Rebels. But or if, okay, any of the but that scene is not written better in Rebels than it is in this. Mm. It is delivered better and is written better in this than it is in Rebels. I think I'll give you that the one line. <laughs> he's probably better yeah maybe I don't know Ewan McGregor the way he said I'm sorry I'm sorry Anakin for all of it like that emotion and then he bro, walked away crying. and left him again yeah yeah good he how let it go how many people bro. do you think Vader killed because Obi-Wan <laughs> spared him again he can't do it bro he let it go he's not but gonna the, kill the, Anakin but the whole point of that moment is that he separates Anakin from Vader in his mind that should have been the Okay, I can kill yeah. him now. Yeah. Which is why he, he raises to. Luke to be a murderer. Yeah, he didn't need to. He didn't need to do it. I was fine with that. I, I was, I'm spitting. That's crazy. Like, you probably see on that on screen. Um, I, yeah, no. That's I mean, crazy. You're I've... insane. That's insane. No. Nah. No. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. That's insane. He has a he moment where to... he goes, oh, my friend's truly dead. You're literally not yes. Anakin. I will let you live. I, but, but the, like, for a Jedi, it's not the Jedi way. They're fucking establishing this. He raises Luke to kill Vader. He must. He, he's got to face him because he's because face him. Luke he... Luke says time and time again, "I can turn him. I can turn him." Yoda and Obi Wan are like, "Nah, mate, kill him." <laughs> nah, mate. But like, but look at where like Anakin to Dooku is like, oh, "I shouldn't have killed him." It's not the Jedi way. And Anakin's he being beat... stupid. That's a terribly written scene. It's dumb because he should have killed him. Because all the Jedi are like, "Great fucking job, mate." Good stuff. When have Jedi <laughs> yeah. ever Hero. really been against Hero. killing their enemies? They do it all the time. Yeah. I just felt like it was like a moment of like, he doesn't need to. The, he's I, he's beaten him. He beat the shit out of him. But he's also beaten the shit out of him before and cut off his limbs and let him burn to death. And he survived. So I think you he would just survive. think... So he didn't kill him, did he? He didn't kill him. Did he kill him? <laughs> did he kill him? Hey James, did he kill what? him? No. Nah, he didn't kill him. He didn't kill him, did he? He didn't kill him, no. He didn't kill him. But then he should learn from that and go, hmm, should probably finish you off now. You know? Yeah. Same way Vader I... probably should have finished off Reva as well, because he killed her as a youngling, but then she didn't that, die. That, I mean, don't even get me started. I can't <laughs> defend the Reva stuff. I don't even want to talk about the Reva stuff. I can't defend it. But the reason you I can't, can't defend, defend the Reva stuff is because you have no emotional connection to her prior to the show, and you can see the writing for what it is. But you can't see it for Obi-Wan and, and, and Vader because you want to like it so much. I think that their fight and that scene was everything I wanted from the show, ultimately. I can see that, and, and, and I can accept and, it. And, and I'm happy for you. Getting to see Hayden with the mask off and the lines that would... And the way... And, Fuck anyone saying Hayden's a bad actor after this. Because he fucking nailed that. I mean, he was wooden as ever in the show. In, all, oh, in those flashbacks, he was the same. He, no, he, he wasn't. Was exactly he was same. not. I'm You're sorry, s- I love him, but he was the same. I, d- I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. You really think like he was given like a strong performance? He got... I, the flashbacks <laughs> was two seconds. I thought he was great. You're right. I thought he was great. I thought um, he was great. Yeah. I, th- I I don't think that was what I was going for. I thought his performance in that moment, like the the line of like, um, I'm not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. And the pause, the, the smile, the like grin 
and then the eye did. I don't know, man. I just I couldn't have imagined it being done better. This this scene in a like we're talking in a vacuum. I'm just talking about this scene right now. I couldn't have written <clears throat> that part better. It gave me what I wanted because it closed the book on Anakin for me, and it, it, it's really the first time I've understood that they are different people and, and believed it. Because I'm like, you, you try to separate it, and I'm like, yeah, but it's the same dude. Like, I don't get it. But to, to have him literally sit there and be like, you are so fucking crazed. You're so far gone in the dark side that you literally aren't even Anakin. You don't even see yourself as Anakin. And and, and literally to be proud of the fact he's bragging that he's the one that killed Anakin Skywalker. He's like, no, I'm not giving you the credit for that, Obi-Wan. You didn't fucking kill Anakin. I did. I killed him. And to imagine, and there's a lot of death behind that because it's been 10 years of probably him killing Anakin within within himself as well. And and the atrocious things he's done. And yeah. for then someone like Luke, Luke to then be able to redeem that means even more for his son to be able to do that in Return of the Jedi. It does, but also... I think I it strengthens look, the, the, the other you, movies, which isn't that I the point of it? I don't think I like Star Wars at all, I'm going to be honest with you. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about Return of the Jedi now, and I'm like, yeah, okay. how does he turn him back? That doesn't make a lot of sense, does it, actually? I don't like it. <laughs> he has a whole bit of dialogue before, and he has Obi-Wan once thought as you did. Which is the main thing I thought the show would have been about, is what I would have written it about. Yeah, I, d- I don't remember Obi-Wan ever really thinking like that. I don't remember seeing I that. think the only way I can headcanon that at all for myself, and I'm like, look, I guess I'll have to take that as what it meant, is when he stops and goes Anakin, and he apologizes to him. And it's thinking Anakin's still in there, and he's sitting there like, yeah. I'm not fucking here, mate. That's all I got, really. And that's the only thing you can say. And I'm like, I guess, I guess I'll take that. I thought, if you were to ask me, the first two episodes, let's keep them the same. Sure, we could have done better with the second episode, but let's say the first two episodes was like, cool, this is going the way I want it to go. Then you give Leia back in episode three, and then it's about Obi-Wan trying to turn Anakin. That's what the show should have been about. Yeah. I think, and then have the same ending you had, at least with the Anakin Obi-Wan t- t- shit. And then cut the Reaver stuff. I think cut all the Reaver stuff, you get way more time then with Obi-Wan yeah. and Leia. Like, you don't... Episode 1 and 2 and even, like, 3, like, the bits of 3, yeah. you can have so much downtime with just Obi-Wan and Leia. You can have so much time with just those characters. And, yeah. I mean, you've also got to, like, cut out all of, like, the contrivance that moves the plot along because I just can't... I can't take that seriously. Like, this is too much of... In episode the 3, are you, do you mean, like, the... the, the um? I mean, um, like, Rebel Leia, was like... like there's, there's a couple moments. There's, like, Leia after... Be- like, she shows a lot of intelligence. There's a moment in episode two where she says, like, this quote. I can't remember the exact quote, but Obi-Wan's like, I- how are you even ten? You sound so smart and everything. And then... Uh, how she- old are you? And she's like, ten. He's like, yeah. you don't sound like you're ten. Yeah. And, yeah. and he... Um, Thank you. She, she then doesn't trust him based very like it makes sense it's a logical conclusion it makes sense for her to do that it's like a good survival instinct is after seeing I can tell you're lying to me on the yeah seeing it on the on like seeing the picture of him on the wanted thing she's like oh I shouldn't be trusting this man that I don't and you know also, and, you, and you also know Leia and what they did with her in the show was show her ability to read people and it's like and you and you know because she's what she's strong with the force and her strength with the force is literally being able to like <clears throat> read people yeah, and, and they, sense I think, them. I think they do a good, good job to establish that, especially episode one. 
Um, and I think like yeah. going from that moment where she distrusts Obi Wan to then the moment in Episode Three where she just goes, she just becomes stupid. Like she's like, oh, let's just go get on this 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 random thing here, and Obi Wan's like, no, see, I didn't do find that. that like, I didn't find nah, that stupid. Let's just I thought do she, it. No, nah, see, Obi Wan doesn't be- say anything. She's he's like, okay, even though like it is see, really I, dumb. No, see, I didn't think that was dumb because I felt when I was watching, I'm like, oh, she's confident in her ability to lie her way out of this oh that's how i felt about it i was like oh she's it's she she knows she understands the danger because you keep saying oh there's danger but she's like because she came up with the reason i thought it was like a plan thing for her was because when obi-wan's in there like trying to come up with a lie he doesn't know shit and she's straight onto it she's like fuck i'm all over this shit she like covered their stories every second so i thought that was what like was why she was confident enough to get into that situation because she's like i can fucking get my way through this that's uh, no problem maybe at a stretch i guess i can see i don't I, that's that's like mm. watching it is all i thought from that point this i will give you contrivance later but i felt like that particular point was like her confidence there's also bits like okay so obi-wan who was served did in you the like military, the scene on the on the truck i liked did, yes with Leia um, and it's a and, bit more complicated than that i think I like the moment where Obi-Wan and Leia speak. I, I don't like how it gets to that, because it gets to that by him fucking up their cover, which, like, he's he's a military guy. He was a general in the army. Like, he shouldn't be... Like, how is he fucking that up? Like, how is he saying the wrong name? Like, just say... Like, you know, you know what you're doing, man. Like, yeah. come on. This is a weird... Like, it's yeah, weird he was a bit off. He was a bit off early. He was, a, also, he was a bit off early. The guy is he just on. found out Anakin's alive. He's a bit rattled. Man. Yeah, I guess He's so. a bit fucking rattled. They, the stormtroopers get on. I feel like go, you just don't get Star Wars. I think what we're establishing is you just don't get Star, Star Wars. Star Wars is dumb, I know. Um, They get yeah. on, and they say, oh, tell us your story. And he's like, it's a long story. They're like, it's a long trip. It's not trip. a long trip not at long all. Trip. It's no, yeah, two minutes. Like, Max. um, Which is a weird thing to say. Just odd dialogue. And then you've got, like, the mistake that gets into the conversation. And I don't know if I like the whole... When she says it, like, oh, you're my father. And he's like, I wish I could say I was. I'm like, to me, that's an odd thing to say. And that seems more of, like, a nod to the audience. Because we're like, oh, he knows it's Vader. So, like, he doesn't want to say it to her. Like... I I I don't think that's real dialogue. Like, if a kid asked you, are you my dad? And you weren't, like... And their dad was, like, an evil killer... You wouldn't say like, oh, I wish oh you I mean Obi Wan's line, not her asking that. Yeah, I mean his line in response. Right. Okay, um, that's fair. I like that she asked because I mean, because I'm just vibing that it's like, okay, she's got the force and she said like she's just good at sensing people's feelings. Yeah, and I, th- and, I think and just and I she'd think- been saying you're lying to me, you're lying to me for two episodes now. So I felt like. <clears throat> The look he gave and her just been like, she knows she's adopted. That's been established in the first episode yeah, that yeah. she's obviously insecure about it. She thinks about it. So it's for a 10 year old to, to make that attempt for this person to come rescue her, her dad to try. Like I got why she asked it. Um, and I think I thought is when he said, I wish I could say I was, was just him trying to be like, I don't know. Nice guy covering up. Like, I just you know, think- I know, I know that you obviously think about that <clears throat> i just think he could have done it in a more subtle way he could have just said i'm not like but he didn't need to... i just think it was can... weird for him to say oh, i wish i was i wish i could yeah. say can... i was i'm like mm. can can i can i tell you something that might surprise you okay is that i loved this line of dialogue and that that's how far it got with like you knew my mother blah blah, blah like that mm. i actually don't like that they had a follow-up to this conversation at the finale 
I don't think right. you needed to go any further than that scene. No, personally. me I, neither. I felt like it was too much in the finale. Like, I'm fine with it, I guess. But you, he didn't need to say to her, these are gifts from your mother, these are gifts from your father. Like, yeah, I know. The that was too much for me. I like, I like that it was just this subtle thing... She knows that he knows something. She knows that he's important and knows more, it's but she doesn't know any more than the that. The line he, like, the stuff he says to her is almost the same as what she says to Luke in Revenge of, uh, Return of the Jedi about what she remembers about her mother, and, like, that makes it worse for me, because I'm like, oh, wait, are they trying to say, like, she thinks she remembers, but it was actually what Obi-Wan told her? Like... Yeah, I um, yeah, because I was just headcanon that, like, Leia just has force memory or something yeah, like, like yeah, again she's exactly. a people reader like she remembers it because like she just remembers it's ingrained in her yeah. yeah 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 seems reasonable that's how i was yeah exactly so that's yeah. i think why it didn't need to be explained to me I it didn't like, need to be explained i no, felt like no, it no, was no, explained no. it was like implied i, th- I th- no i see i didn't i thought the reason they tried to do was to like cement leia's character and who she becomes and she becomes very sure of herself but i'm like i feel like she didn't need that dialogue to do that i felt like she already was i felt like her going on this adventure with obi-wan was enough. I feel like it shows it. You don't need to everyone to say it. Exactly. To her. Ag- agreed. Um, so I don't think that bit of dialogue was necessary. I actually didn't like it. I think the reason they did it is because they established early on with that line that I don't like that he said, I wish I could say I was your father because yeah. it's trying to show that he doesn't want to mention Anakin. But now he's made the distinction between Anakin and Vader. He can yeah. then tell Leia... Oh, yeah. your father was a good man, like yeah. because still, he remembers I, Anakin I think fondly we, as a separate guy. I think we both agree it still didn't need to happen. No, 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 it didn't need to happen. I just, I'm just yeah. like, I get why they did it. I just think it's like, yes, shit. I, I get why they did it too. I just don't think it needed to be there. Again, I mean, I feel like <laughs> Leia. I loved. I thought the actress was great. If they ever have Leia again, which I'm sure they will, I'd probably oh, just rather will. than keep keep this girl. I don't want them to do another recast. I think I'm like, she was underused. It, I think she was great. I thought, yeah, I agree. And I, I think agree. she was really I, underused because they wanted to focus on some bullshit stories in the middle, and it was like you could have had so I, much more downtime. Dude, episode five and six, like it just felt like they forgot about her a bit. They really did. I'm like, she just, I'm like, vanished. she should be the focus outside of Obi Wan and Vader. Yeah, not Reva. It should be Leia. Why the fuck are we focusing on Reva? I do find it weird that they sort of like, and I'm not a big like canon guy for Star Wars. I don't want to critique this show based on like, does it fit into canon or not? Because I think that's kind of a bit dumb. Um, but I, I I do find it weird that she's like so good with tech, and then in like Empire Strikes Back, she's like struggling to like turn a lever on the Millennium Falcon, and Han Solo has to help her because she doesn't know how it works. Which is like... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well... You know, a bit yeah, inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I felt like she wasn't doing shit with the tech stuff. It was Lola that did everything for her, in fairness. Um, Maybe. But she could, like... She, like... I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And, like, and I guess they were trying to give you the stuff. nod of, like, well, it's pretty believable. Anakin, at the same age, you built a fucking pod racer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Try, like, so try, it, there were it meant was to never, be parallels. It, there were meant yeah, to be it was parallels. never a stretch from... And I thought it was nice for them to, like... Leia's not just the, 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 the strong female that's like Padme. The lot of the show was like, she's a lot like Anakin. In fact, she's probably more like Anakin than Luke is in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that for all the shit I dislike about the sequels, my favorite part about it is Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. And mm. to add to the fact of why his name is Ben, it, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't think it's a huge stretch to believe that Leia knows Obi-Wan at all. I um, think it's... I, I have to say, I think it is a bit weird. Because... And it's, like, another one of those things where it's, like, Canon does... I don't, I don't really care. But also, like, at the same time, like, I, I feel like you kind of should have considered it. That, like, her message to Obi-Wan is, like... Like, um... Like, General Kenobi, you served my father in the Clone Wars. And now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. And it's like, that doesn't sound like she knows him. No. Now, here's my only possible stretch. And it's a stretch. Of course it's a uh, stretch, because it's I'm, not real. Well, it's Star Wars. Um, but I'm going to throw it at you anyway. It's this all is the only, universe only thing I could, like, get myself to somewhat <clears throat> believe. I'm like, because honest, I will say this about, and this isn't just the Obi-Wan show. This is, like, Star Wars in general. Mm-hmm. I do, there's no other storyline or universe that I have to sit there and like go how can I make this make sense in my head exactly because like, none of it it's, makes sense it's, it's and that's definitely not just Obi-Wan and that's why I and guess that's I why like, I don't going, care about you're going canon. so like, hard on you going so hard on Obi-Wan mm-hmm. I'm like this is not worse than any other Star Wars oh, in terms of the, the stretches what do you think it's worse than the prequels yeah yeah 100% oh god okay um Anyway, the sequels? Um, it's about the same. <laughs> like, you know. Okay, anyway. Just like, um, shit. <laughs> yeah. <know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It's like, I'm not um, going to rank shit, you know? I don't really yeah, care. It's, yeah, all, it's all okay. down there. Okay. Look, um... So oh, how does this fit in? The yeah. only way I can, the only way I can end candidate. I was like, is this why they put this bit of dialogue in there? There was a lot of this last scene with Larry and everyone. There was a lot of like, I think this is trying to explain a lot of things we should have spent episode five and six explaining, rather than talking about Reva. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, this isn't. And I know Mo Zingram's been getting a lot of shit from terrible fans and like fucking yeah, racist shit. Knows. This isn't a fucking gripe on her. I know she's a great actress. This is just the writing great. of Reva. She was written terribly. The con and this, but to be fair, the Reaver concept—a concept of there is an Inquisitor that's actually hunting Vader, trying to get in to get revenge because he killed her friends in Order Sixty Six. What a great concept! You could have done a separate show with that story, and it would have. I know it just should have been. Why was this here? I have no idea. Why the fuck was this in an? Do you know what I think it is? I think the writer wanted to tell that story. But the only job he could get was Kenobi, and so he shoehorned it in. Like, that's just how it comes across to me. It's like, I don't think he wanted to write a Kenobi it, it, show. It, it was so, like, why was... It, it's a great concept, but it's also like... The prequels are about a young boy that grows up as a slave, is rescued by a cult, is raised by them, isn't really trusted, is always told he's too old, we can't train him, his choir gum is going to train him, then Obi-Wan begrudgingly does so. He's never fully accepted... He, he doesn't fully embrace the ideals of the Jedi, especially with love, and he marries in secret, and he, he's befriended, he's only confident that trusts him, that believes in him, other than Obi-Wan is Darth Sidious, and then he gets conflicted. Like, you're talking about this conflict, and that Dark Lord manipulates him and creates Darth Vader that we see in the original Star Wars. That's, that's, the, that's the synopsis of what we're going to get for the prequels before they get made, right? And you're like, that's the greatest story I've ever fucking heard. Mm-hmm. The concept is the greatest story you've ever heard. 
But but Star Wars yeah. is that. I feel like Star Wars is maybe Star the greatest Wars is a idea bunch of, of all great time. Concepts Star Wars is the greatest idea of all time. Barely any depth to any of them. Yes. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Star Wars is the greatest concept of all time. It really is, and it's it's yeah. there's there's only sometimes you get to see that great depth, and I think that's like what really gets me is like you look at something like Kotor that really delves into what it means to be a Jedi and like the what the Force really is. Like that is so interesting. As well as there's a couple of arcs in Rebels that are like the the way they just like delve into the meaning behind the Force is just insane. It's incredible the amount of depth, and like the same with a few of the arcs in Clone Wars as well. When I see those things, I'm like, oh, Star Wars can do it. Like, it's not just a great concept. You can execute it. It's just most of the time, they just don't. Um, and it's like a series full of retcons, even from day one, because you retcon in Empire Strikes Back that it's that Darth Vader was actually Luke's father. That wasn't planned. And then you retcon in Return of the Jedi that, oh, he was actually conflicted and we're going to turn him back to the light side. Like, none of this was planned. And then you retcon a bunch of prequels. You you know, that's the whole... That's Star Wars. Um and so it's yeah it's it's yeah that's why i don't want to critique the canon really because the canon is always fucked the canon's never really been a straight line in star wars and so to me that doesn't matter i really just care about the quality of the content Right. So that's really about it. Wait, wait, what was the how what was the explanation for Leia? <laughs> oh yeah. Obi-Wan goes, "Now we must keep it a secret. No one must no know way. that we, we know each that's other." That it. was all I've got. She that's keeps it all a I could even like, after he's dead and even after yeah, the she war sh- is won. She won't tell she anyone. She is Well, I mean she named her son Ben, so we'll, we'll we we can say say that we can say that. We and who knows, off screen, it. we don't it's see every true, conversation yeah. she has. I'm sure she talks all about it all the time. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I bet she does. Uh, you know what they should do? Do another spinoff. And just so we can see every minute of all these characters' lives. Oh, my God. Um, we do need to see every minute of every character's life. Like, I'm so glad they're doing baby Ahsoka, because I just needed to know what happened before she became a Jedi. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, so I important. So yeah, it is so important. It is so important. Oh. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, Christ. What did you think of that? Oh, God. They should... Okay. I get it. They probably <laughs> couldn't afford Liam Neeson. Like, he was like, look, I'll give you 20 seconds, okay? I'll give you 20 yeah. seconds of my time. And they were like, we'll take yeah. it. So I get it. Yeah. But also, yeah. in terms of a story, like, he should have been used at the... Maybe at the start of episode three. Um, or maybe... After the battle with Vader, at some point there, I think... I don't think he should have manifested, because also it's like canon that he can't manifest, but we say canon's bad, so it doesn't matter. But just a voice, I think there should have been a moment where you're allowed that introspection between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, because I want to know what Qui-Gon thinks about the downfall of Anakin Skywalker. He's the one that was like... what, like he's the reason. Promise, he's promise the reason he was trained. Will train the boy. Well, hey, guess what? Like, hey, guess what, what James? Hey, hey, guess. Hey, guess what? You're I'm gonna find out in season two, two of Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm not fucking doing um, it anymore, Disney. I'm done. I'm done with you. It's over. It's fucking I, um, over. I think that the only time that made sense because for me, when I'm watching what I felt and I believe is the character arc of Obi Wan, which is in a big way his rebirth into the force is a big part of his arc and i felt like that was a slow progression and step by step you sort of piece by piece getting built back i felt like the moment of like and i and i made this joke in streamcast of like his the force awakens for him 
Like, mm-hmm. that true rebirth and fully embrace of the Force again happens once Vader beats him and he's under the rocks. And he's remembering all his failures and then he remembers the kids. That moment to me is when you should have had Liam Neeson's voice. You don't have him until the end right physically, but his voice needed to be there. Because that's he needed to awaken that moment before he could see him, before he could hear him, before he could talk to him. Like, he had to have that, and that's why he can lift all the fucking rocks and go fucking force crazy, is because he's fucking fully, like, it's it, it's back within him now. To me... Like, that's how I saw that moment in the show. a bit too Rise of Skywalker to be. I think that's a bit too action-oriented as, like, a poignant moment. I just would prefer it to be a bit more understated, I think. I just want to hear a conversation between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon about Anakin. And, like, I want that to put him on a particular path. The path. Well, that would have been better. I'm not disagreeing with that. would have been better. I'm just saying why he couldn't have been shown earlier within the show. I felt like he couldn't have been shown until he'd had that awakening. And if they'd done the awakening earlier, then yes. And that's what should have I personally don't even think Obi-Wan being disconnected from the Force does anything for me in the show. I think you could have had him using the Force from the very start, and I don't think it would have mattered. I think the real conflict for me comes from him discovering Anakin is alive, and here that being the conflict. Not really this... Oh, I don't believe in the force if, anymore. If, if I was the writer of this... Again, this is what I said. I'm like, if I was the writer of the show, this isn't the show I wanted. I'm both disappointed and fine. Like, I'm happy with what we got. I don't think... I think it could have been a lot fucking worse. And it gave me all the things in my checkbox that I wanted to see. All the things I wanted to see. And, the, and all the things that in, were in my checkbox I wanted to see were good. Hmm. The outside shit, like, you don't care about the canon. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Who cares about Reva? I don't care. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, she was in the show. Whatever. Like, the, like you said, I agree. The canon style is so fu- such a fucking mess. All you can do is take the things you like from it and try to enjoy that. And I love Obi-Wan and Anakin, and I just wanted to see that. And I wanted the checklist. I wanted Obi-Wan to rediscover, finding out Anakin's alive. What was that moment like? It was fucking awesome. Ewan McGregor did a great job. The fight was fucking incredible. The dialogue between them, the connection from Hayden, Hayden's Anakin to Darth Vader... It, it, the emotion of like from Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan's just mad at Anakin he's so fucking angry that this person's done what he's done and after 10 years of like settling on it where the anger passes and you just have regret and sadness and guilt it's not an anger conversation it's a, I'm sorry I know you fucking did it but I'm sorry I'm taking responsibility for my partner whatever that is hmm. and then having that line of that you could take <laughs> us both from Vader and Anakin saying I'm not your failure because Vader's like I'm not your failure I'm a fucking I fucking won. I'm the one that killed him. Whereas Anakin, uh, uh, you can take from the Anakin perspective of, I'm not your failure. This isn't your fault. This is my fault. Like it was both Vader taking responsibility for his actions and Anakin taking responsibility for his actions. That's why I liked about the way that dialogue was written. Both characters could have been saying the lines at the same time. In fact, I feel like they were. Mm. I think, yeah, look, I just think I get it. I just can't get it. Yeah. I... I get like this has been a lot more civil than I thought it would be as well. For, look, I think I think yeah, it has been, which is you know, people might be disappointed, but you know that's all right. Well, if if you hadn't, someone had told you about the streamcast thing, it could have been a lot funnier. Nobody told me. I found it myself. It You're a liar. Who do You're you think? Who do you think showed me it? Go and blame I someone. I don't know. I don't know. Well, who likes to ruin things? Look, let's be honest. Who, who listens to streamcast? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that was a genuine question. You just laughed at my friends, so. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm the one that's on the show all the time. Uh, so, True. I mean, they listened when I feel like they get viewers when I'm on. Mm. In fact, all the highest viewed episodes are when I'm on. That's just, just a fact. That's objective. You can look at the numbers. Yeah. Um, so. True. Yeah. I mean, the highest viewed Streamcast episode of all time I was on. Um, the highest viewed episode of Streamcast for Obi-Wan were the two that I was on. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier the also opening me. and the closing episodes, though, so... Uh, I mean... Coincidence. Yeah, That's you're just right. coincidence. You're right. Coincidence. I think. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. You can look at it as that, but I feel like what else is the common denominator? You know? True. M- me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Me. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? I mean, you've got a whole video you're going to make. I do. So I'm sure you'll critique the shit out of it. I'm, I'm surprised. I was expecting rage and vitriol from you at me. Uh, this conversation. Yeah, no, I think to be honest, we're kind of on the same page. It's just you yeah. like it more that, than I do. It's like, I, yeah. I don't like it and you do like it, but we both see the merits and the flaws in it in the same way. For a lot yeah. of things, which is yeah, like... I, I think so. I don't know. It's weird, I, hey? I feel like weird? We, we don't disagree. I just think that... I, I think that you really want to like it, and so you're picking the bits that you love, and you're finding meaning yeah. in it, and that's cool, because that's the point of art. Whereas I think, yeah. for me, like, I just don't care. Like, I don't need yeah. to like it, and I'm, I'm happy to hate it. So, yeah. okay. if it was good, I would have loved it. But. I think I just really wanted to like it. And as long as they did, again, my checklist, as long as they did the checklist, like if there was no, like if that third, imagine if that third episode was their face off and they yeah. didn't fight again at the end. I'd be like, I'm fucking pissed. I'd be like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. But like the moment, like it was an experience watching that again. I was watching, I watched it with Jared and, and Harlan. We sat on the couch, all the lights off, watched that last episode. And that fight, we literally... Our jaws were dropped. We were looking at each other like, this is the coolest shit ever that we're adults getting to watch this. This is just fun as fuck. We just loved it for what it was in that sure. moment. Sure. I just had I a great time. I don't care about that aspect of it. Like, I don't care about flashy action and seeing my, seeing the characters again. I guess I'm like, I'm really looking for the depth to it. I'm really looking for the, like, some meat there. I want to see, like, the build-up to it. I want to see this introspection. I want to see, like, I mean, I, I thought, I thought, I thought the meat was, like... It's Obi Wan and Darth Vader. I'm like, I didn't need any more. What else do you need to yeah, to enjoy I guess, it? I guess you could add more to make it mean more, but I felt I guess like there was depends, enough that it's like, where is your yeah. threshold for like what's enough for you to enjoy something? And I guess for me, I just have like a way higher threshold for things. I don't know. I don't, that sounds. I don't like, know if it's for things. I think because that sounds like. It. <laughs> I think yeah. it was for this. I just. I think for this particular set of characters in this particular work of fiction i think, I think so I, but i think i love it more than you love it i think i love anakin and obi-wan more than you love anakin and obi-wan i mean i, think I, I love the prequels love more than them, you love the prequels but maybe i mean there's also like the idea that maybe clone wars ruined it for me like i've seen so much depth there that like when i go back and i watch because i watched revenge of the sith before obi-wan episode one and i was like oh no this isn't good um it was like the first time i've ever seen revenge of the sith and realized how bad it is um Right. which was like not nice um right no i've see i've gone i've done that already and then come back up again <laughs> see i've done, already, i've already done that i went through my hate phase of all of them 
and then like I've gone back and watched them all, and I'm like, you know what? I like all the prequels. I still I like get it. Battle I of get Heroes, it. and I will always like Battle of Heroes. You can't because, not love that. And of I think the reason the why music, the Revenge music of the Sith is... works for me more is because it has, although it's poorly written, it only has one sole focus. And although there's plots that exist, like you find General Grievous. The sole focus is always on Anakin and his turn to the dark side. As badly as it's written, like, that is the focus for every character, really. And so when you get to that end point where Anakin's burning and Obi-Wan is, like, you know, fucking, you know, emotionally distraught, it works because that's been the whole focus of the film up until that point. Whereas in Obi-Wan, I felt like I was juggling so many things that didn't give enough depth to any of them that when I got to the end, I was like, I didn't know what to feel. I was like, okay, I've had the fight and like, yeah, there was some good stuff, but like, like what was the point of any of the buildup to that when you could have just had the fight on its own and it would have worked? And cutting between that fight, which I think visually speaking, choreography, for me meaning as well, but I thought that that Vader-Obi-Wan fight section... And someone rescored it to put, like, Battle Heroes and everything in I've there. I've seen like, it. And music. I watched it, it's... and I did think when I watched it, I was like, if they'd have maybe put that music in, you know what? Maybe I'd have liked now, the whole show. Now, I I think the best piece of music that's original to the show was <clears> in this battle. Like, you do watch, I'm like, I don't hate the music that's in it. I actually thought it was really, is the best music they've done. It's not as good as Battle of Heroes. But Battle of Heroes has had 20 years to digest and be memorable. I can't believe they but didn't it's... use it. Like, that's... I can't either. I'm fucking that's shocked. That's crazy. You don't even have to use the yeah. exact version. You use an altered, different version of it that suits yeah, these characters. Yeah, like a remake, a, a remix age. version. Yeah, yeah, totally. How would totally you not agree. do that? It makes so I much sense. I thought that's what they totally. were going to do. I, I thought that... But they also... The, do you want to know what my least favorite part about the show is? The music. Yeah. How the fuck they didn't just... Just use it! Yeah, it's you like got the rights. Just use it all. It's really odd. It's like why when right, new was, stuff the too. first time Obi Wan uses the Force, why wasn't it playing the Force theme? What, what like what reason was there to not oh, have that oh played when God. like they they biggest, use layers theme, but only down. at the very end? Like oh, I don't no. think I don't Same think you need to the save Imperial it for the March. end. Yeah, Same with the Imperial Imperial March, March, like, what are you doing? Like, use it. It was used in Revenge of the Sith. It's not like it's a it, crossover point where exactly. it can't be but used yeah. until the end of the show. Like, it was. They use Leia's theme. They use the Force theme. They use Imperial March in Revenge of the Sith. It can be used in yeah. the show, and it should have been because it yeah. would have been like, tonally appropriate. I agree. I totally like. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I've, that the music like throughout the weeks w- watching this show. I was like, I'm missing the music. That was the thing I was missing the most. And the rescore of it and stuff, I just, watching that, I've watched it fucking 50 times. I just think it's, even without the music rescore, just the nine minutes itself of the battle and the scene, it's it's top three favorite Star Wars moments for me of all time. I I thought it was that good. I will say the rescore is really good. I I, I think it makes me appreciate the fight a little bit more because I I feel emotionally invested because the music resonates with me so yeah. it's like i can feel it a bit more and i i really like that they use the track anakin's betrayal when you oh, um when the, and, the, his, right, the and very his dark end, deeds as well and they mixed them together it's so, yeah it's really really good like that's good music design like that should be yeah like disney need to learn a thing or two yeah, i know for I star know, wars and for marvel like you know you got some yeah. really good pieces of music why aren't you using them more um yeah Music but is so important to tell stories and it get emotion. Is. It's so important, especially when you have character themes that you've established 20, 30, 40 years ago in some cases. Like, oh, no, use them. Why don't you use them? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Totally with you. Totally but, with you on that. Yeah. yeah the, I, I just, on its own, that battle, 
the scene, everything. It's it's one of my favorite things Star Wars has ever done. And I think for that alone, I'm like, I can't hate the show. I just can't. I can't. Yeah. Well, I just fair. love that. I love that part. I love those characters. I love those actors. I've enjoyed the build. I had such a great time with the show. I had such a great time with the build up to the show, watching Hayden and you in interviews. I watched so much coverage for this. I watched so much Clone Wars and Rebels in the lead up to this fucking show. You got me watching cartoons and shit because I was mm. so jacked up and pumped up for Obi Wan. Yeah. Like, I was pumped for it. And my big thing <clears> was, and it's like, I guess that I can't, and that where you and I differ, I was like, and it's where I struggle with cartoons when they're also live action more than anything. Like I love South Park. I love the Simpsons. Like I like cartoons, but a cartoon of a thing that's also live action, I can't get them up. Cause I'm like, that's not Anakin. That's how I like, that's how I feel when I watch it. I'm like, that's not, yeah. Yeah, that's not, those aren't the character. They're different interpretations of the character. <clears throat> it may as well be a different fucking canon. For to me, me, it's that's the how complete I feel about it. opposite. I can't take the animated ones seriously when they become live action like to me i'm like that's not the character especially when they were conceived in animation is when it's well i guess like but, but i i, I can me. see how you think ahsoka is the animated and i'd agree with you because i've i'd seen ahsoka in animation before live action so i i get it but the, but then i'm not disagreeing with you though in that i'm just saying either way it goes whatever came first and if live action's first, which it was, I'm not like, what the fuck am I going to watch? The, like, that I to me, when I watch the animated version, it's not the same. Like, do you watch that? Like, you obviously do watch Clone Wars and like, well, that's Anakin and Obi-Wan. And I'm like, yeah. it's not though, is it? It just See, isn't to, to me, me. it's the same character, especially more so Ewan than um, Hayden, because I think Hayden's Anakin and um, Matt... It's very different. Matt Latner, is that his name? His portrayal of Anakin are two vastly different takes on the character and there's similarities there's some crossover um and it's cool when you get to see that in clone wars um but i think ewan specific like obi-wan the clone wars obi-wan and prequels obi-wan is so similar to me that it it's just the same character like i can imagine that's ewan mcgregor in clone wars yeah i guess i guess what from what i've seen i even for like i agree that that's closer but i'm like it's just I can't get connected because I'm like, you're not, you're not them. And that's why like, I get that when I look at that rebels, Darth Vader scene, I think it's an awesome moment for Ahsoka's character. I don't feel anything as a, as a simp for Vader. Who's my favorite character in star Wars. I don't feel like that's a Vader moment. I feel like it's an Ahsoka moment. What was so great about that moment in rebels because like obi-wan didn't exist was that it's the only moment you see where vader considers like you see anakin for a minute in there like for a second you see anakin and then vader comes straight back again and it's like ahsoka this like ahsoka was like the only person seeing her again after all this time after she left the jedi order because season seven hadn't come out yet of clone wars so first time seeing her since she left the jedi order all those years ago it's the one thing that brings Anakin back for a split second, but Vader's just too powerful at that point. And, you know, you know, Anakin's still in there, but it's Vader now. And, you know, Luke is the only one that ends up bringing him back fully. And I think that was so cool. Whereas I think having this show now and that moment, I don't know if the Rebel scene even works properly anymore because this is supposed to be this moment where... I mean, it does still work, but I think that the Obi-Wan show is supposed to be this moment where Vader completely... Anakin's gone now. 
But then you see Anakin in Rebels. But he can't. He can't later. really ever be right because. Um, yeah. Obviously, Luke brings it back, so he's obviously not dead, dead. But it is supposed to be like the. I think it's that prime moment of. Yeah. And I think that's why, because there's way more conflict in the Obi-Wan scene, whereas in Rebels, it's way more distinct. Like, Vader is Vader, and then you see Anakin for a second, and then it's Vader again. And I think that's... So it works. It does work, because it shows that Anakin's still in there, but he doesn't have nearly as much control, or there's nowhere near as much of him left um, when Ahsoka comes to see him. Yeah, and there's and it's even just him trying to like almost convince himself like when he says Anakin, he's like Anakin's gone, I'm what remains. It's just like this weird fucking way he sees himself is just mm-hmm. so insane. I'm what remains. It's like I'm not even a full person. And yeah, and I didn't. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. I don't know. I yeah. I just and the, and the way they combine the voice it was just well done. I just I'll never get over that scene. I thought it was perfect, and it just. As a person that loves like battle, Revenge of the Sith, Battle of Heroes, and I look at that, and then I, I'm like, I can't believe we got to have this moment again with Ewan and Hayden, Vader, Obi Wan, but the perfect transformation where now I never they, oh god, if they do a season two, fucking, I don't want to see Vader at all, not a second of Vader. That's it. They can't. Did you see they that can't. tweet that was like they should bring back a battle scar General Grievous hunting down Obi Wan? That'll be season two. No. Do, the, do you know, I said the only, like, I'll watch season two. I just will. If oh, comes no. Back. I, if, I just, you know what, I, no matter what they do, I just, I'll watch it. I'm not saying I like it, I'll just watch it. But the only storyline that's, like, of intrigue at all, and I said this on Streamcast, was what do we need to know about Obi-Wan? You can't character develop him because he's, he's now the Obi-Wan that we see in A New Hope, right? Mm-hmm. He be- huh. he becomes that. I guess. So, so okay. Well, he smiles so, a bit and he says hello there. So I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't like the hello there. To be honest, a lot of people did. <laughs> the I camera. Was like, yeah, the no. camera slowly zoomed in and he goes, yeah. "Hello there." And it just sounds weird as well. Yeah, it like it sound sounds weird. like it sounds like yeah, they dubbed over him with Alec Guinness. Um, I was like, "Oh, we'll let you have it." It's 2022, and everything has to be a fucking meme. Whatever. Everything has to um, be a meme. The only thing that I'm like this could be interesting and I, and I, and it's, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be mentioned in New Hope to still be a thing that happens is okay. So he's got Qui-Gon back. What is, what does Qui-Gon teach him? What does he, he want to learn? And, and he's, and he's not committed to like Luke anymore in the sense of like, he's like, yeah, he lives nearby, but he's gone further away. And he does he, in Canada. He moves further away. He does. He um, has a little house. And, Maybe he wants to explore something about himself. He mentions that he remembers having a brother. Oh no! And I'm no, like, no, does no, he try no, to no, find no, his no, past? No, 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 please, no. I'm just, I'm just no, saying. No, it's the only no, thing. I it's the only not thing. Allowing Disney to do this, I will intervene. And Stop. and then and then and then wait for you. You haven't heard the best part yet. You haven't heard the best part. So Obi Wan's brother, when he finds him, is actually force. He's he's not force sensitive, but his children are right. right. And he's one of his children. <laughs> is a is a girl and she marries a guy who's Palpatine's clone, their daughter's Ray. <laughs> so 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 what what happens is oh, no. Ray is actually a Kenobi uh, oh, by blood. God. Not just a Palpatine, but also his last name Skywalker. So she's got all three. Therefore Ray's the goat of all stars. Oh, then they've the got real to do a, then they've one, got to do a spin off show with Ray where she like fulfills her destiny or something. No, I I'd say do episode um, 10, 11, and 12. I'd say a full trilogy of films is necessary. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I would Personally. say yeah, that's a good point. That is necessary. Uh, that's what I... Th- uh, I mean, unless you're a fucking bigot, I uh, think that's true, necessary. True, yeah, That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, I know. I know. True. Uh, so I think that Ray um, is... I think what I... The, yeah, so what I think is Obi-Wan Season 2 needs to have... Be about... Well, it obviously needs to be about Reva mostly. Um, yes. In season 2. That's... Definitely. Let's, I mean, that's obvious. I felt like I know I I don't think it needed to be said, but I'll just say that yeah. anyway. Like I feel like that goes without saying. Season two is mostly act- of Obi Wan Kenobi. Season two is yeah. mostly going to be about Reva, yes. um, and and her and she doesn't see Obi Wan at all. Like no. there, there's no interaction. So it's Reva on the other side of the galaxy, which in the Star Wars yeah, well, universe she's, she's, is about two miles down the road. Well, I wanted to have like a list in a book similar to what Bucky does in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right. and I want her to just be like trying to like do nice things for people around the galaxy. And she crosses yeah. paths. The reason she's in it is because she'll cross paths because she did something to um, Obi Wan's brother. But when she sees him, uh, it's a different time to when Obi Wan sees him. So it's like not they don't let see each other. Yeah, yeah. And then that makes sense. And then Obi Wan, <laughs> Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> get serious for a second, James. I don't I'm want you. Se- I'm like, dead serious. I want to hear theory. Yeah. Obi Wan, you know, gets there, and he also meets a woman <laughs> right yeah he early does. in the, like yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah and connects with her and she's like his tag along for the because you need like the companion for the season of course you do you need your baby yoda yes um and <laughs> yeah and this woman is the uh, um is the uh, the baby yoda if you will the layer the you know the companion character yeah. The Ellie. The Ellie. Um, but for, growing up, Obi-Wan starts falling in love with her. Ah, right. Um, okay. She's, do you want to know who plays her? Uh, <laughs> who plays her? Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, perfect. That is an adult. Uh, yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi falls in love with yeah. Lily Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. Well, a twenty-one-year-old versus and like it's just like I think it's ages to say that love isn't love. Personally. I I would agree with you there. I think. Yeah, only once you're over the age of eighteen, obviously. Let's establish that straight away. Oh um, yeah, 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 Same. yeah. Let's. Oh God. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus, um, you know all all of that. Um, no, but uh, what I actually think is going to happen is uh, Obi Wan uh, finally finds his brother. You know, goes through all the trials. Like he has to go through the Jedi archives. Like, mm-hmm. where did they take him from? Goes back to Coruscant. He, he um, breaks in, just you know, inexplicably. Yeah, yeah. and in there he sees like, there. and he sees like like echo memory echoes of like Anakin. Um, you know, killing the younglings. Oh, and yeah. then Darth Vader shows up again. Oh. Right? Mm. Does it play but the this time, March or does it play but, some obscure But this time... Sound? You ready for this? This is the, the trailer. But this yes. time, it's actually personal. Oh. Because it wasn't the first two times. It wasn't. But this time, the, the third time, This time. 
Yeah. And then he's rescued by Millie Bobby Brown's character. Amazing. Um, and she's a force user, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, Has to be. And rescues him. Then they go planet to planet, eventually find... And in the meantime, Reva's also doing her thing, um, course, which is yeah. way more important and has way more screen time. Yeah. I would actually say that the ratio is 70-30 yeah, I in terms so. of screen time. But you don't have to plan that bit out. It'll just decide on the day, right? Well, I mean, we'll just show up on set, film it, and whatever we get is whatever we get. Yeah, with an iPhone. Who do you think plays Obi-Wan's brother? Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What? That's a good casting. Or John Krasinski. That was so fast. (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal. That was just so immediate. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, why not? Jake Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I was going to say Tom Holland. I think I think better. The place Obi Wan's only very slightly younger brother. <laughs> yeah, only very slightly younger. Yeah, like three years younger, probably. Mm. Yeah. Like, how yeah. old do you reckon Obi Wan was taken? Like two or three, like three or four years old max. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't remember any of it, does he? He just remembers. He just remembers a brother. He conveniently remembers he might have had a brother. If you don't think they're doing something with that, James, you're fucking mistaken. Well, and that's for real. Know, he conveniently remembers that it's there, probably because Disney wanted him to conveniently remember that he had a brother, so they can conveniently make a spin-off show about yeah. his brother. It could be called well, Obi One Kenobi's brother. Well, no, it's 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 Tales of the Jedi and it's Rey's origin story. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah. because she's a Kenobi and a Palpatine and a Doctor <clears throat> Skywalker. Yeah. By marriage, really. Wow. Um, Star Wars is so good. And a solo, really, if you look at it that way, because she's obviously True. pregnant via the Force when she kissed. Well, that's how babies are made. Um, <laughs> that is how babies she, are made. True. When she kissed uh, Ben Solo Yeah. at the end, she connected. So her child... To, yeah. Her child... Um, will be a Solo, a Skywalker, a Kenobi, and a Palpatine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's what episode 10, 11, and 12 will be about, is, um, is, is this, um, character. Who's going to play the the kid? Is it going to be a male or a female? I mean, well, if they're the chosen one. So, so a male. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? Yeah. Um, uh, how old's a kid in episode 10? Um, oh, I don't know. I reckon, like, it should be a fuse. Maybe, like, a 10-year-old kid and Ray's training the kid. Okay. But make Ray like Luke, where, like, she hates the Force, doesn't okay. want to train the kid, but the kid's, like, got fucking natural abilities. The Chosen One. Yeah. His name... What's his name? That's a great question. His name is... Han... For sure it's Han. <laughs> For okay, sure it's, it's Han. Because okay, Han's Han. her Obi-Wan. Han was her Obi-Wan. Remember? Okay. In Force Awakens? Yeah. I Vaguely. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm following. So his name's 
Han Skywalker? Is that because her last name is Skywalker? It is. So Han Skywalker, legally, is the main yeah. character, legally, yeah, the main yeah. character, the, the the sequel, sequel trilogy, um, and mm, who plays him is the question. Tom Holland. <laughs> Dude, if Tom Holland gets cast as the lead in like any Star Wars movie, I will die. Oh I my will god! Die. Could you imagine that? I could imagine. It's definitely it's something they would do. Some point. I mean, you know. Surely, surely, I feel like it's it's, it's only a matter of time, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh my god! I mean, I want to see it. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, Tom Holland. And Tom Holland, yeah, and then just like, you can just CGI young looking Tom Holland anyway in the first movie and then have probably yeah. Tom Holland in two and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real chosen one. Amazing. Yeah. And he can keep his English accent because Ray has like an English accent. True. Too. There's no accents in space. Well, I mean, there are. There's just lots. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. He can sound however he yeah, wants. He can, he can. He can do what, whatever what, what, he wants. Yeah, I was about to say, what accent should he have? What accent mm. should he have? Because it could be anything. Whatever he wants. Get him to try no. Welsh. Well, I reckon it'd be fun. This is just a neat little idea. Every movie he's in should be different. Should be a different accent or just a whole different movie? No, a whole different accent. Oh, like, okay. Similar to like Wanda in the MCU, where like she's Sokovian and got like this sort of Eastern European uh, accent, yeah, and then and she sometimes just doesn't. She's not, yeah, and sometimes yeah. she does again, and then doesn't. Yeah, she does sometimes um, again as well, doesn't she? Yeah, I yeah. guess you could give him like he could try one from like every continent. Like you start episode one safe in England, and then you just well, I'm waiting two, for an I'm waiting for an Chinese. Australian. I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for an Australian. You know, there's been no where's where's the Australian Jedi at? There's mm. never been no Australian Jedi. True. There's not a lot of Australian representation. I think we need a bit uh, no. of it. No, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's obvious. Yeah. Um, I think that's some great theories, personally. I'm pretty proud of that. Actually. For what's to come. But in all seriousness, I'm now done with Star Wars. This is the last thing I wanted to see. I don't need anything else now. As I'm a f- done. As I'm a, d- someone I- that. I tell you what, I'm also done with Star Wars because this Are is you? also the last thing I ever wanted to see. So yeah. I think we're both on the same page <laughs> with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Wonderful. That was not what I'd call a Civil War segment, but it was a I mean, important... I think if you define Civil War as a war that is civil, it was quite a Civil War. It was quite civil. This, so, yeah, this was this was a Civil War. The defini- definition of Civil War, I don't know what happened there. I just haven't slept for 26 hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should sleep now. Because yeah. we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank wow. you, everyone, Two and a half for hours. tuning in. Nailed it. And Josh, obviously, if you could go back and make sure you put a spoiler warning at the beginning of um, that whole conversation, don't. Because we didn't do that. We didn't. We didn't. It's we, better. Let's we, just yeah. listen to us talk about it. Yeah, that's okay. save him. Um, save him. The but to be fair, everyone that's going to see the show has fucking seen the show. You think um, so? Like, who's waiting around to watch it? Like, it's been out. Yeah, I don't, you know, yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If you're going to watch it, watch it. If yeah. you're not, then doesn't matter if you're not then um, don't do it because that would be silly yeah it would be silly but james thank you for joining me thank you for being here thank you for being civil because i welcome, wasn't man. sure where this was gonna go but um it went in a good direction you know, we had a good we're all we good we're chat. all still we're all still still friends here i i hate you the same man i did before me too um me too. so we're good um yeah. 
and thank you everyone else for tuning in and hopefully in in the uh, someone called me a retard in the four pillars podcast for liking the show um wait what james is right someone says like anyone that likes this show just because they think it, they can find enjoyment in it is a retard oh, i was like right. dude that's so aggressive that is like, very a, aggressive what a weird thing hang on let me read the comment because I mean, we I love completely reading agree but super aggressive i'd never say it myself yeah um <clears throat> i just thought it was hilarious Okay, so James represents the gr- a great part of Star Wars fan base that doesn't want just fucking one-to-one moments between characters. He actually want... Sorry, he didn't say wants. He said want. Actually want good writing. He wants good story. He wants... Ooh, we got an S in there. Good music. There's no grammar either. He wants good cinematography. You don't know what that means. Which, for some reason, everyone seems to forget that Star Wars has the money and talent to deliver that is a failure. It is f- a fucking failure on every single level. James is right in this situation, and everyone else is wrong. If you're just enjoying it to enjoy it, and you don't think they can do better, you're a fucking retard. And James <laughs> is right. And that's the comment. <laughs> I mean, I would agree I do like good writing, especially in the comment section. So... If you could maybe try a bit better next time, that'd be great. Yeah. Although I do agree with you on a spiritual level. Um, on a spiritual level. On a yeah. spiritual level, I agree. You, sp- um, you spiritually agree with him. Spiritually, I agree. Yes. Okay. Define that. Um, do you know who more. I? Do you know who I spiritually agree with? Uh, Liam Neeson. No. The great people mm. over on Patreon.com forward slash as always oh, that that's, make that's this show happen, James. That's who I agree with. Um, I do too, personally. Yeah, I think that I, th- I, th- I spiritually, you know, agree with them, and physically, really, um, in every way, I agree with them. I think that the greatest people on earth. So, thank you to the great people over at patreon.com forward slash as always for making this show happen. We wouldn't be here without you. If you like what you're listening to here, and you want to hear more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always, and for just one dollar a month, you get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet, the Clubhouse Podcast with James and I, where we talk to you guys. You guys are the characters. You give your topics and stories, and we read them and laugh at you and give unsolicited, unprofessional, don't do it advice. That's the legal disclaimer I give. Um, and of course, there's other cool bonuses, post rewards, including being on the credits of all the podcasts. So thank mm-hmm. you to Ollie the Superior, Ollie Baron King, Damien the Not So Orange, No Ferentino, Flash Product, King Richard III, Albrecht, Ryan Hafer, Viridian, Bullsack 47, Aragon, Kim, Asaba, Gamer, Cream Pass, Hashtag Nathan Argos 2, Please for the Love of Fuck Hollywood, Adam Sundling, Alfie Rod, but Andrew, Big Dick 6699, Ben Higgins is thankful for a sick brethren. Then Nick Clubbers, BFHC, Biggest Fucking Virgin, Bodge, BQ Overlord, The Elder, Brian Ford, Call Me Daddy, Christian 0210, Connor DeRose, Bully in the Alley, Eli, Emil Capborg, Epic Alaric, Eurodito Hacker, Ethan Dean, Fishy, Furious Coco, Gene, Gimme a Penis, Kiko Swag, Grand Theftman 6, Gwen Hughes, Jack DG1998, JMB Bennett, Jake Ryan, Joe the Founder, Scarab, Josh Duvalier, Josh J. Anderson, Josh Mora, Kid Ghostly, Liam, Loden, Lucas, R05, Louis de Leon, Lumistrad, Mac Watto, 123, Mario5380, Masterbass, Max H, Muddy Unicorn, Nick Miller, Otaku World 7, our best of favorite mod, Brandy, Play the Rules, Radok, Ravdry, Seth, Son of a Bitch, OG Dogger, so James says he's a Batman too because he kills people, Spiky Bucks, Bell and Junk, The Blue Cow, Tony Walshy, and Zeppo. Thank you, sweet fans, for talking about this podcast. Damn, I'm quick as fuck at reading that list. Beautiful. And we will see you all. Next Monday for another episode of the Clubhouse Podcast exclusive to Patreon. And then next week for another episode of the Four Pills Podcast. And go check out The Road Dance with our friend Luke Nunn in it. If you get the chance, check your local cinemas if they're showing it. Or figure out where to watch it. Go do that. Um, And of course, subscribe here to the Four Pills Network. And rate us on podcast services. Mm -hmm. Thanks. We'll see you later. See you later, buddy. Goodbye. Bye-bye.